had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. <laughs> Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody. It's Friday, June 16th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. We're coming to you from the remote University of Louisville College of Business Studios in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the U of L College of Business can do for you. If you've ever wanted your MBA, but we're worried about the time it takes to get one, U of L College of Business can hook you up with an MBA in just 12 months. Find out more at business.louisville.edu. Dot edu. We're on the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the planet. You know what's better as the Big X. It's Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey on a Friday. As last show before I hit the road for vacation, you won't hear me next week. We're still kind of working out plans of what you will hear. Uh, it may just be true. I said Trevor, you know, Dugan was like, maybe we could do like a best of thing. And I was like, Trevor, just go find, spend your entire weekend finding out all the times in the show when you were right. And then just turn that into all the shows. And you said you just want to make it like the Rudy's dad argument for like five straight days, which would be great radio. Tune in. It's like a 30-minute segment. If you're ever bored. for three hours, over 15 hours to the week. If you're ever bored of, you know, one of the other stations and, you know, music is not good, you just want to hear the Rudy's dad argument again, you know it's going to be on for five straight days next week. That'd be great radio. What would be be, be another good argument we've had that we... I mean, the is the moon bigger than Texas? <laughs> I conceded that, <laughs> as I did our my, my ill-fated bridge to from from Cali to Hawaii. Well, now Joe Biden doesn't think it's so crazy. Do you hear his? He's like wants to build a bridge that's going right. to stretch the entire. I think he slipped up. Uh, yeah, he's he's on board. He thinks it can happen. He thinks it's doable. There you go. I, should I feel less or more confident that when one of the current presidents thinks my idea is a good idea? Mad less at this point. I mean, I just <laughs> couldn't this have been like Kennedy or something that said this. If any politician <laughs> feels that way, you should just like just run. Just like, yeah. I apologize. I was wrong. <laughs> uh, we've got three hours today, three full hours. We've got say plenty of nonsense to get to. A few ins and outs on the in the world of U of L sports. A couple of baseball notes. A couple of football notes. Uh, bad news for Kentucky basketball. Uh, I think I'm, I'm sure the KRC folks were sorry that they didn't have this to talk about uh, this morning uh, from 7 to 9 slash 9 to 11 here on 1450 The Big X. Uh, we'll have U.S. Open updates throughout the day, much to the delight of, of Trevor Kelsey. That's not making the best up. No, it's making the best up. It, we might just play U.S. Open coverage, replay, for the entire next week. Who knows? What would be the worst thing that we could do? 
for next week during the three to six hours on the show? Um, probably this segment right here. Just us, dis- us discussing doing a best do. of. Yeah. And just play the, the uh, thought of what we would do for a best of instead of actually playing one. I want you to just like read scores, AC, AC Slater style. You remember the episode of Say by the Bell? Where they they revive Tiger Radio and they're all really good at what they do and Slater's like I'll do a great sports segment I'm gonna be great and he's like ten two ten two didn't he have didn't two, he have like ten. the sound bites like the honk honk yeah <laughs> I just want you to read scores like Dodgers five White Sox three <laughs> just for three hours straight just do that or read the ESPN bottom line <laughs> Yankees acquired. <laughs> Triple A prospect Jeffrey Edmonds from Baltimore for cash. Just make that happen. Just we, do it. Okay. <laughs> we used to have Douglas read like like breakdowns of games in his beautiful seventies Virginia Slim voice. Dad, listen to that. Yeah, it was. And the thing is, we wouldn't also like if he had like a question. He was like, you know, how does this pronounce? We wouldn't. We we, we wouldn't let him know. We just wanted him to read it as like he reads it. Like uh, it was, it was genius. Actually, well, that was the Sean Moth idea for a segment. Was you get no time to prep? Somebody, yeah, somebody sends yeah. a name. You have to announce it in like a big boy PA voice. That's like it, except for with Douglas is like you got the comedy and maybe the mispronunciation, but you also got the great, the voice. Like I don't have Douglas's voice. Yeah, that's true. Miss Douglas every day. Uh, hit us up on the Thornton text line. It'll be a wacky, zany text line day as always. Hit us up at five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Uh, that is the Thornton Sacks line. Around Thornton's hooking you up with the best deals all summer long. Download that refreshing rewards app today. Save yourself some money at the pump. Save yourself some money inside any one of the 102,312 area Thornton's locations. There's that many of them because they know what they're doing. They're the best. Get yourself a 89-cent fountain drink, nice big pepperoni pretzel, whatever you want. Fill up your tank and then text us at 502-414-1450. Uh, we're all- I was actually trying to find that AC Slater thing. You can't find it anywhere. Oh, that's sad. I know. This used to be a proper country. No wonder that no this generation is just going to the bleeps. They're just lost. It's over. They don't have, they don't have, they don't have time. 10 to 2. Start. 2 10. And Mr. Ten Belding two. on there? I mean, the, oh, yeah. The bopper, the big bopper. The big bopper. <laughs> it was a great episode. And then Slater comes and saves the day at the end of the telethon to save Tiger Radio, which we never hear from again. Never, never seen again. They're never ever doing a radio show again. <laughs> they, just, they just brick up the studio and just never see. They, they, they shut down the max for twenty four hours to save this thing, and then never used it again. I wonder how far did it reach? Did it reach? It only reached to the max, maybe. I mean, yeah, you got to be with. Did they have like a? Did they even have did, only did, on school property? Yes. Did we not see the part where the C comes in and shuts them down for illegally running a pirate radio? <laughs> That's probably what ended up happening. Casey Kasem did shows there. He was like, "Hey, not on my turf." Bopper, we've been looking for you for a while, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you went under. You went under. Uh, you're going to jail. Yeah, you're going to jail, dude. <laughs> No more principal in for you. Like on the FCC's ten most wanted. You're gonna have a hard time suspending Zach from behind bars. <laughs> Lazy son of a. Um, we've been getting ready all day for. We're getting ready for vacation. We're gonna. We. So the way we've always done this, going to Hilton Head or, or Destin or wherever, is we've just driven through the night. Because I, before recently, just never had a problem with lack of sleep. Could always, you know, it was always kind of a night out anyway. And so I had no, I had no problem leaving at like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, driving 10 hours, 11 hours straight through the night, and then, bam, being there in the morning, getting a little bit of sleep, and then starting the vacation. But we decided it, it against... It was, what, like 11 hours? Yeah, I mean, it's 
it's more like 10, but with stops and stuff, it's probably going to be, yeah. especially with kids, it's, it's probably going to be closer to 11. And then the thing is, the thing about going, because we're going to end up leaving Saturday now, so tomorrow morning, the thing about doing this is everybody's getting in at the same time. And it's like two hours of standstill traffic once you actually get to the island, which sucks. Ugh. So that'll make it a little bit longer. But we've driven through the night before. In the last couple of years, like just weird stuff has kind of happened. Like we, this, this person for no reason at like 4 a.m. was just like, on my like this gigantic truck which is like on my ass like like going around like flicking like, like, it was kind of scary like it was weird and there was a car like just stopped in the middle of the highway that we didn't see till we got above a hill like a bunch of people almost hit it and like it's just you know you, 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 driving through the night gets a little bit it's weird when you have kids you just you get a little bit more scared about your it's weird your winter without kids trust me it is but like i you know i the weirdness i embraced it when it was like just me and mary because mary used to be able to sleep through everything so I'd, she'd wake up she'd have no idea the types of adventures that we were having and rural tennessee at, at three in the morning uh it was it, it was fine but like now you're like eh, i don't know so we're gonna leave probably four or five in the morning tomorrow and also we're just not ready like, like we've been mary's had a hellacious work week i haven't had time to get a ton of stuff done like i haven't even packed yet so we just leaving tonight was probably not an option so we're gonna leave in the morning we'll see how that goes but like today just i mean i, I felt bad trying to get as much stuff done as possible trying to do some work stuff and then mowing the grass in the middle of the day, which was terrible. Um, trying to get the yard in order. We've got a kid. My grass was being cut as I was leaving. Well, I wish I should have gotten your guy to come over to my house. <laughs> I'll have to ask him about how horrible it was. He's on a riding mower, though, so it can't be too bad. Yeah, that would be nice. God, yeah. I didn't realize you lived in a mansion. Riding mower? Oh, it's, I mean, it's not that big. I have a pretty decent sized backyard, though. Why do you think I can't tell how there's poop back there? Does he just use the riding mower just to avoid all the poop? It's <laughs> quite possible. He's like, I would just use a push mower. It's not that big, but I mean, my backyard's—I mean, it's not tiny. It's—I mean, I'm sure it's bigger than yours. It's a double lot, so our, our backyard's not that big. Yeah, I mean, my backyard, my back, my front yard's not very big, but my backyard's good size. It's nice and wide. Just covered in dog crap. I had this this out of context, like euphemism, just got really dirty bad. Just covered in dog crap. <laughs> my backside's really wide, but covered in dog crap. But I'm, so we're getting ready for the beat, and like I, I will enjoy. I do enjoy family vacation. It, it does come as we've talked about all week. It comes with. It's different once you have kids. It, it, it does feel like I was getting my blood drawn with the, the the nurse yesterday, and she's like, "I always say it's like just watching kids in a different city." I'm like, "That's what I saw on the radio this week. Like it's the same exact thing. It's just a uh, you know." It changes, and it's, it's stressful, but there are rewarding parts of it. It's cool seeing your kids at the beach or the, the splash pad and running around enjoying themselves and just kind of having a little bit of a change of pace. But one of my – yesterday's topics, we were talking – we were going full old man rant in the first hour. And one of the topics, we found this, this Reddit thread slash post that was identifying all the things that you used to like as a kid that have just gotten worse in your eyes when you've gotten older. And I think it was a year ago I kind of went on a rant about how adult summer sucks – like summer growing up is the coolest thing in the entire world. Like the day when the last day of school, when I used to just like bust out the double doors, you just, you just felt like you could almost hear like, it's a beautiful morning. Like you just like it was just, it was the best feeling in the entire world to be done with school three months ahead of you, you know, sports, pool, fun, like just sleeping in, staying up late. Sleeping in. Oh. It was just the absolute best. Yeah. Why are you so, why are you acting like you don't sleep till two? I know, but that was like, what was, <laughs> maybe if I had more summer school, I wouldn't have fell in love with sleeping in so much. And I wouldn't have. <laughs> summer school is the reason I am the way I am. Yeah. No, because I didn't get summer school. I didn't have to, I got to sleep in and be lazy all week, all summer. But getting older, it's just, you know, you've got. Like yeah, the, 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 you know you don't get to enjoy the things as much. It's being hot just sucks. The mosquitoes, just like 
you know, the, the beach isn't my favorite thing in the entire world. Uh, sand's everywhere. It's just like I, I, I feel myself being curmudgeon And I found a list. The, the, the worst parts of being an adult in the summer, and I identify with so many of these. One is the most obvious, which is no longer having a summer break. It's nothing changes except the weather. You, I mean, you get a most people will take a week vacation in the summer, which is nice. But like, it's this weird thing too when you're actually trying to get work done. Where you know, back in the day when I was doing stuff with with Vox Media, or you know, way back in the day when I was doing stuff with, with the law, you know, just people just wouldn't be there, and you could just never get. It felt like you could never get your own work done, and you wanted to be gone too, and they were gone, and it was just, it just, it, it's a mixed match. It does remind me of. Like the first year I was out of college and you know, started working and doing stuff and you know, Christmas break time comes around and you're like, it just, it just didn't come this year. Like I get, I get one day. This is ridiculous. I'm supposed to have two weeks. It's kind of how you feel in the summer now as an adult. You just you feel like you should have a break and it just never comes. It sucks. Two, dealing with the heat and being worried about the power bill. Oh, yeah. Blasting that AC. But the heat does, I mean – it sucks. Like, like when you're a kid, I don't know if you just don't realize it. Like, I would, you play baseball, you're sweating, you're playing whatever in the backyard, you're sweating, and it just doesn't bother you as much. Now, I'm just like, I mean, I came inside, I feel like I was dying after mowing the yard for <laughs> an hour and a half today and like weeding and doing stuff. Like, it just, you, you walk, I need to like sit down for 20 minutes to catch my breath. And I just felt so gross and so uncomfortable. It's awful as, as an adult. It sucks. Dude, last night, I had to lie down for half an hour after I took a large poop. Well, that <laughs> I was like, I was like, I need a nap. <laughs> Have you seen the the like? There's a, a like a meme picture of this like kind of overweight dude who takes a picture of himself. He's in like in workout clothes. He's, he's like in the gym bathroom, and he's like, he's like first day at the gym, and he's like, oh, he's got sweat just dripping off himself. He's like, just took a crap, now ready to start my first workout. <laughs> That's about how I felt. <laughs> now number three does not apply to me because I've no, never I been. Two. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I've never been a big. Water? Are you a water park guy? Did you like water parks back in the day? Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of. I, I went, what was it, Hurricane Bay? Was what it was called? I think Hurricane Bay is the only one I've ever been to. I guess so. And yeah, I went once I got, I went to it once or twice, and I want to feel like there was one. Wasn't there like one? He's been on like the side of the highway. Probably. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's this guy he's in this big minivan. It's <laughs> pulling the back. Ed's water park. <laughs> It traveled from site to site to me how many kids got in. Is it only kids <laughs> under eleven for some reason? <laughs> I mean, just just to qualify, we had to we had to, we had to drink Nyquil really fast. <laughs> it was really weird. This we had funny tasting milk. Uh, no, 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 chloroform no. <laughs> water park experience. No, there used to be. I'm not making this up. I don't remember if it was like this. It was Southern Indiana or Louisville, but I remember they had like three water slides and it was on the side of the highway. And I want to say I went to it one time. I don't remember that. So Texas maybe can help me if they remember the side of the highway. Side of the highway water park. Yeah, it, had, it was three water slides, if I remember correctly. I feel like I could have gotten big into water parks. We just did, never never went as a kid. But yeah, Hurricane Bay was the one we had, though, right? Exactly, yeah. And it, yeah. Number three on the list is being hyper aware of all the pee in the pools and water parks. I never I never cared about it. I'll be hand up. I still That's one of the things I don't, don't really care about. I don't Are care. Are kids still, peeing in yeah. the pool on vacation? Yeah. Am I yeah. getting out anytime? No, the chlorine's killing it. I mean, it's fine. And there's adults peeing in the pool too, probably. I mean, were you ever in a, a place? I always heard this from adults growing up. But were you ever in a place where somebody tried to tell you that if you peed in the pool, it was like they the, had this special the special grown-ups is it scene? Gonna, yeah, it's going to turn it red, and everyone would know. I'd, I'd never heard that until I saw the movie Grown Ups. Oh, I, I remember hearing it as a kid. Like my mom was like, well, my mom would tell me that people told her that when she was at summer camp growing up, and she was worried about it and all this stuff, and like somebody, and she's like, somebody probably tried to tell you that sometime, and they did, but like it. Yeah. I'm a 
I'm a little surprised you aren't more freaked out about the pee in the pool. You're, you're, I mean, I wouldn't call you a germaphobe, but you're more cleanly than I am. I'm more cleanly. It's not really saying much. Right? <laughs> I don't think I'm more cleanly like the average person, though. Okay, for example, I, I, I mean, I may have. I don't remember. If I did, it, it, it went bad. But I like I, I usually try to get out of the pool to pee. I was not one of the guys. I could give two bleeps if people were doing it, I guess. But I never liked peeing it. I, I felt weird doing it. There's a clip of... I may have done it once without realizing it, but I just, you know. There's a clip on this, like, Aussie talk radio show where this guy calls in. And I'm not going to try to do the accent. But he's like, he's like, he's like just random thought. He's like I, I, he's like, I might be way off. I might be way off. But you can tell me whether or not this is, this is crazy. But I'm just thinking about this. And they're like, okay. And he's like, you're... In the pool with your mates, right? You, you, you're drinking. You've had a good day. It's the end of the night. Okay, you're having mates, a good time. Man. And he's like, all of a sudden, you look over and you're like, I just, I just peed in the pool. Like your mates are gonna be like, bleep off, dude. Like, 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 <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? Like, get out of here. He's like, he's like, okay, so that's one thing. He's like, but if you get out of the pool, turn around, whip out your, and like just start pissing the pool, like. They'll never talk to you again in their entire lives. I mean, he's is, like, is he's there like, a difference? He's like, that'll ruin your entire friendship. He's like, it's the same thing, though. He's yeah. like, but am I wrong? And I was like, I haven't thought about it, but yeah. Like, if, if somebody started, <laughs> like, got out and just, like, whipped it out and started peeing in the pool, I'd never be friends with that person again. Looking like a, one of those old statues with the... But, the, if, <laughs> but if they told me, like, a night of drinking, like, yeah, I peed in the pool earlier, you'd be like, oh, man. And, like, this, you, it's, you're still my buddy. We're still friends. <laughs> it's the same thing, though. I mean, the only time... Yeah, it, we... We used to jump the fence and go swimming at uh, Mallory. I think it's Mallory Cross or by where yeah. you. I, I think I don't know how many times we swim in that pool in the middle of the night. I love pool hopping. Oh, yeah. We stood all. That, that was the easiest one because the fence is so small. And I guess they just didn't care. Like, we know. I remember when we first started doing it, we'd be quiet. And by like, after the third or fourth night, we're just being as loud and as rowdy as you can be. And no one ever said a word to us. I may have done it then, but yeah, normally I would be hop out of the pool and go pee in the bushes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I'm not gonna like look down on you if someone did do it, but if you it's are a cordial thing to do, yeah, I just think it's respectful. Yeah. Now, if I believe every time I was in the ocean, I would pee. Uh, number four on this list: hearing the ice cream uh, ice cream truck go by, knowing you'll look like a weirdo if you run after. It. Oh, I still that that's, that hasn't changed for me one bit. I because I'm not running; I'm more of a waddle, fast waddle. See, that should be reason number one for you to have a kid, because then you can, it's an excuse. Maybe then it'll come my down three, my street. My three month old son is dying for a for a push pop. <laughs> Oh man, do you, how awesome are push pops? Love push pops. Do you remember? Do you, did you, were you just an orange only, or did uh, you go? I, the, I love the orange, the ones. Flintstone flavored ones. Flintstones ones were incredible. The red oh, was the yes, the red and the orange combo. Oh, delicious. I think you just convinced me to order something. My name is on tonight. <laughs> this, this is how you end up with sixty boxes of you. <laughs> well, more like thirty now, but <laughs> which, by the way, I think that's what's leading to the gas. I think it's. I know it doesn't have as much dairy in it, but I think when drinking some of Yoo-Hoo's, it's been messing with the. Uh, the 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 gas. Uh, number five is getting a sunburn and then dealing with it at work. Now this is something that I this is one of the areas of summer that I always have have had to deal with. I so the the first time I went on my wife's family vacation, the Bystrick family vacation, they are all very tan. That they're like Mary, they're very dark complected, and like they lather. I mean, I have to lather myself up in suntan lotion to go outside for like five oh, yeah. minutes. And like the first time, like you know, we went out. Like, they hang out at the beach all day. And I just I can't I can't like I I burn I'm white or I'm red, and the first time like you know they missed if you miss a couple of spots on my back like I'm gonna get burned there it's not like oh it's, you know, if you get like the, the suntan lotion in the general vicinity you're going to be fine if you miss a spot like I've got third degree burns 
And so like they tried to get my back and like I looked like a roadmap uh, like a few hours later where I've got if you miss they miss a few spots I'm just like bright red and poor Mary's mom was like I don't know what to do with you like I just like I've never had a I've never had a kid that has like this pasty skin that is this gorgeous alabaster skin that they're trying to to perfect and protect and it's an it's an issue for me so yeah. I've I've always been a guy who gets burned very easily oh yeah I mean we've part told, of the reason why I've never why I don't like summer now we've told our burn stories I mean, yeah I mean from burned to be burned out D now were you when you were a kid did did you do the the you had to put on your nose and under your eyes and yeah I mean you had the big you had the big white nose I mean more wider than our noses already are to begin with. No, I don't think I ever did that. Uh, my mom was always about putting it on the nose. Like, you make sure you get it all over the nose. The thing about me growing so, like, after I got to, like, when we started taking baseball really seriously, like, literally, like, 11, 12, like, I was always outside in the sun anyway. I just had shirt on. So I would, like, my face would be okay. Yeah. But I would get, like, the, I, I would just always have a huge farmer stand. It was, there was no way around it. Like, I, so my, I've got two older brothers. They're, they're half brothers. But we have the, the same dad, different moms. And their mom is Serbian. So, like, they had... Or or she, darker. She, yes, they're really dark complected as well. And so Oliver, when he would come home from college or you know, be at our house in the summers, he would, like, lay out in the driveway like because he, he would get really tan. And so there was a brief period there where like, I would, like, try to do it because like, I wanted to do everything like Oliver. I was, like, in sixth, seventh grade. And mom was like, oh, honey. And she's like, yeah, I'm sorry. It's just... <laughs> it's never going to work for you. And so I would try to get tan. You know, I'd play basketball with my shirt off or do whatever in the summer with my shirt off. And then we'd have like one baseball game, and I'm right back to looking like I've got a T-shirt on when I take my shirt off, like just the the, the complete farmer's tan. Do you have any tan anyway? Because at least I've got like my left arm is like legitimate tanned because of driving. I've got like a farmer's tan right now. Because you have you have at least on both. Because I only have it on one arm. in the yard, walking the dog, doing stuff. Like anytime I'm outside, it's just yeah, it's bad. I'm weird. I just have one left tan arm, and the rest of my body is just like pale. Number six is being bombarded with pics from your friends. Uh, awesome vacations. I was. I don't like that at any age. That's that sucks if you're sixteen, six, or sixty. See, I don't mind like this. Like, I do have friends that will be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe like this guy." I'm so jealous of like you know, we'll have a friend who's still single, and they're like, "He's a, he's everywhere. He's he's in Vegas. He's over here playing this golf course." And would I like to do it? Yeah, but I'm also like, I don't know. I don't like. I'm just like good for them. Like that's cool. Yeah, I mean, you can tell me you're having a good time and maybe throw in maybe what you did, but I don't want to see like a slideshow. I've never under. I've never been a big picture taker guy anyway. Like I, that's not me. Like it's I'm the one that groans at every family outing because my aunt Betty's like, let's everybody go out front and take the picture. I'm like, oh good lord. Like I just I don't want to. I don't do think it. any that surprises anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, and I don't want to look at the picture. I don't want to sit there and like look at this. This is us at the the Grand Canyon. I'm like, oh great. Did somebody fall? Because otherwise this Do you see it? Do you yeah. see it? Really? <laughs> Seven is the influx of tourists if you live in a city that attracts them, which we don't really have an issue with. I mean, besides derby time, which is not yeah. summer. Eight, dreading the beach because you know it'll be packed. I do not care for a crowded beach. I couldn't tell you. It's, crowded beaches are not fun. I think it's aggravating. I'm told I can't smoke on a beach. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, seriously, I'm walking on a giant freaking ashtray over here, and I can't smoke a cigarette. Nine, you're now the person who warns people about fireworks. No, I'm, I'm I'm still a kid in that one. I'm I don't light it. <laughs> I don't warn people. I am the person though. Like like, I'm fine with fireworks and, and to a certain hour on like the Fourth of July or around. But when it's like July 9th, 
and you're setting them off at 1 a.m. I'm like, okay. Yeah, but I think this 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 definition is talking about don't don't be the right one. safety. Goggles. Yeah, yeah, safety goggles. I'm, saying, and- I'm not that person either, but I am. I am getting to the point where I'm like, okay, it's a little much. It's Fourth of July was five days ago. I'm trying to sleep. Please stop. Yeah, but that only bugs me because of the dogs too, though more more than anything. Like if I didn't have the dogs going off or being scared from it, it probably wouldn't bother me as much. But it still is annoying. Ten says the danger of getting drunk in the sun, passing out, getting sunstroke. I mean, I just get to the point now where, and again, like I haven't been drinking recently, but like if, if you look back to like the last couple of years, where if I start drinking too early and I'm out in the sun. By like three or four p.m., I just start feeling bad. Like I'm just like, like I just headache. I just don't feel good. I can't. It doesn't hit me the way that it used to. I mean, the real problem is, is a 35 or 40 year old that's day drinking so much he's passing out in the middle of the afternoon. Shouldn't happen. That should be more. That should be the more concern for that person than than the fact it's sunny outside. (laughs) Eleven is if you have kids, summer is all about making sure they have fun and have stuff to do. Yeah. Well, stuff to do so they don't bug you. Well, no. I mean, you can't just. You can't just like send them to the museum by themselves. You've got to be there with them. 12, wearing nice clothes and getting pit stains. This is a weird – so you talked about you having oh, a I've, weird – I've got – yeah, I do the, I've, I've had pit stains. You talk about you having a weird thing where like you only get suntan on one arm. I have this weird thing where like, – don't get me wrong. If I'm hot enough, I'm sweating from both. But like I will get – I sweat way more. Like, it's happening right now. I've got like a little bit of a pit stain on my right armpit but not on my left. No idea why. Are you, are you like scooch? You don't wear deodorant? No, I do wear deodorant. Okay. But like I still, you know, it's still sweat. <laughs> True. It's, it's hot out there. It's like if I, it, it's just it's a weird thing. I don't know what to do about it. I don't get pit stains as much as I get the bad, the the, the dirty collar. The 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 I don't know why. Especially on a dress shirt, I'll get like I'll just my collar will get like dirty as, as crap. Mm. I don't know if it's because a lot of times I have a tendency of like wiping my face off when I'm sweating. Well, with I my, think there you go. There's, yeah. <laughs> there's your answer. Oh. That was easy. We just discovered mystery solved. <laughs> that was wow! I can't believe it took me this long to figure that out. <laughs> Thirteen is worrying about your body during bathing suit season. If you're old enough, you're not worried about your body. I, you're, I, you're just—I don't give. I mean, you should be at a certain age. Like I'm just going to be comfortable. I—I I mean, I'm—I'm I'm fine with it, but I am like, it does kind of suck. Like I was thinking about, it. I was like, this is the heaviest I've been in a while. Now, after getting all the weight back that I had, I mean, I lost 33 pounds dealing with the, the long COVID stuff. I've gained almost all of it back, and I could stand to lose a little bit more of it again because I was looking at pictures of, like, last year's vacation, and I was like, damn, I was like, I look like I'm about to die, but also, that belly's looking a lot better than it is right now. Oh, you're, you're not, you're not, a, you're not a keep your shirt on at the beach. Oh, no, okay. no, I mean, I, I don't care if I'm, I don't, I don't leave my shirt on at the beach. I can't imagine you would. I'll be muffin topping a little bit, but I don't care. Yeah, I'm, it's, it's, I, I've. Long past that. I take yeah, I, I don't I have no I mean where where I should have tons and tons and buttloads and truckloads of shame, I have zero. I mean last time I was at the pool, I I went to a pool I, I was I was sure off and that was just a couple like a couple months ago. Fourteen and this kinda goes hand in hand with thirteen is wanting to eat all the yummy snacks that you ate as a kid but no longer having the metabolism. Oh man. I still eat them. I still haven't learned that problem yet. Yeah. Fifteen needing to save your vacation days for the holidays. Oh, we don't get vacation days. <laughs> That sounds like that sounds like one for someone with a real job. That, yeah, that's a Mary problem. <laughs> that's a Mary. <laughs> Although I am here doing the show today, which we could have could have used the time, but it's okay. We're, we're missing next week, so got to do what you got to do. Sixteen, no longer getting excited about summer blockbusters. I do miss that. Well, yeah, and that's not because of age. That's because they've all been nothing but uh, Marvel movies for the last five years. Do they even do they still have them though? I mean, yeah, and they're all Marvel movies. 
I mean, when's the last time we had a movie during a summer blockbuster that wasn't like a wasn't somehow superhero connected? I don't know. I mean, Avatar. I mean, is that? I mean, is that, is that last summer? Yeah, and is that? I mean, I can still. I, I know it's probably not superhero related, but it's superheroish to me. I mean, I do miss like we would always go to. Uh, there was a period of time when I was a kid, like that that perfect age, like that halcyon days of like age nine through twelve, where every summer we would go see the big blockbuster at the drive-in in Georgetown. It yeah. was like Men in Black, uh, Independence Day. I'm trying to think of what the other ones were. They weren't all Will Smith, but but there was that those well, two back. Then it wasn't the nineties. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like it was like that was always a, a big deal. Like it was just a you wanted to see that big film. I mean, when was the last? I mean, well, I guess the Top Gun movie was a summer block. That wasn't a comic book movie. Just that was last year. Last year was that the summer blockbuster? Yeah, that was a sequel. But I mean, so I wouldn't really just call it any. It wasn't any good. But it, I guess Jurassic but, Park was one growing up. Yeah, we had we had it a few times because we've had Jurassic World and Jurassic Kingdom recently. The Lion King was like the big movie I remember before. I don't know if it was a blockbuster, but it was the big movie before I went to fourth grade. I that was that. ninety. That was like ninety three, ninety four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nineties was the big. I, I guess I don't know if it. I think. I think wasn't it Die Hard it ushered in the summer. I think blockbuster theme is that Armageddon kind of, was one. And and then by the that's late eighties and by the nineties, yeah. I mean, it was you couldn't go a year without. I mean, that's, I spent like that one summer. Uh, it was the year that, that Independence Day came out. I told, you know, me and my buddy Doug, we'd go, we'd go up to Showcase Cinemas. And this is before, you know, cell phone stuff. We'd get the paper and the listing of the movies. And we'd go there, like, right when they open, get a ticket to whatever, like, the earliest movie is. Maybe watch it, maybe not. And just basically movie hop all day. And watch a, dozen, a half a dozen movies throughout the day. Just, Those the days. Yeah. And we wouldn't pay for but one. We'd go to the, 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 the arcade and kill time in between and. You know, sneak our way through. The only downfall of that is one day we did had to buy tickets to Shazam. <laughs> I had to sat like the first like forty five minutes of that that Shaq movie, waiting for Anaconda to start. Which really, in, in hindsight, saying it out loud is not much of an improvement. Wasn't it Kazam? Was it Kazam or, or, Sh- or yeah. Shazam? Yeah, Shazam's the newest one, I think. Seventeen is yeah. being reminded. This is the last one that you are getting older with every passing summer. Yeah. Well, I, I know that or try to get out of bed. Yeah. I tell you one thing that it wasn't on the list yesterday that isn't summer related, but it doesn't apply to me. But uh, things that you just you don't you don't do as much or love as much as the original concept was as you've gotten older as you were a kid. Was, I mean, where's video games at? I mean, a lot of people don't. I mean, don't play nearly the games they did in their teens and twenties as they do in their thirties and forties. You know, again, not speaking for myself, but I think speaking for a majority opposed to my own my own already. But is that like a summer specific thing? No, no, I'm, I'm, ge- I'm more general from like yesterday, yeah. Yeah. You don't like video games as much as you do? No, I do. I'm not oh. speaking for me. I play them probably as much as I did, if not more. Yeah, that's definitely a thing for, but like, I don't. But like you, I know I've heard TJ talk about it, I have other friends. I just don't play them. It's not like I don't like them as much. I, I feel like I could. Well, get, yeah. I feel like if I, in a different life, I would be very into video games. I think I could be. So it's, I mean, but whether it be by choice or, you know, by force, I mean, either way, you don't. You're not you're not you're not hanging out all night playing Mario Kart or any other video game like you were in your twenties. No, I'm not. Yeah, and a lot, I don't think a lot of people are that, that played, especially in their teens and twenties that that just don't. I mean, I mean, they may even own a system but don't even play it. I had a buddy of mine. I was telling him about my PS5. He's like, "We well, should ask me. I bought one last year. I, I think I played it once. Mm. I would have sold you mine." I'm like, "Waste of money." I mean, actually, I didn't. I wanted my own, but still, it's just, it's just another point that you know, he just bought it, has it, and now it's just kind of sitting there. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we can get into some of the, the recruiting notes on both the basketball and football fronts. The uh, open period for the class of 2025 is here. 
Kenny Payne has reached out to a handful of prospects already. Also, we've got another big-time weekend in recruiting for U of L football when it comes to this 2024 class. And one of the biggest names, actually the biggest name, uh, in the current class is going to be in town. We'll talk about that. We'll take some texts at 502-414-1450. All that coming your way after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. All right, let's go. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa pop. Yeah, shimmy, shimmy, cocoa pop. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa pop. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa pop. We, we chocolate crossover. Yeah, we chocolate crossover. See me, cocoa, Mike, cocoa, and I might go pop. Now it's about time that I clear this. So pardon me, man. Hey, thanks, Wolfman. Okay, first things first. Let's check out the old scoreboard. Huh? I mean, hey, give me a break. It's not that, that old, old, right? <laughs> anyway, in local uh, high school action, it was... To be you next week. Bayside... It was Bayside 5, Valley 4. I guess that means we won. Right, math majors? <laughs> This is A.C. Slater. It's closing line and ever. Just remember, fans, in the airport of life, sports is just the baggage. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I want that to be you next week. <laughs> I might just replay that. That 30-second skit. Louisville 5. Brazilian volleyball team four. I guess that means we won, right, math majors? <laughs> honk honk. You missed the vibe. They don't have the part where it's like ten two. Ten, that was that two, was that's two, ten. <laughs> Did he do another uh, another another uh, show? Yeah, I think they just cut that one short. Okay, I mean that's just yeah, all I could find off was the Say by the Bell clip was Bayside's radio. Yeah. Every time I like look for stuff from Slater, it just came up like random AC Slater stuff. Like uh, Screech was doing like the Tales from the Crypt. Oh, yeah, Screech is mystery theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly like, talked all sexy. Lisa does the, like, the, yeah, the, the, the central stories, the soap opera stories, or whatever. Yeah. Zach's Wolfman. Yeah, the Wolfman <laughs> Well, what, I need a generic 80s, like, 70s, 80s DJ name. I think I should be Wolfman. I, I think I, I can. I can see you being Wolfman. I can, oh. I can see you being Wolfman. Coyote Kelsey. <laughs> Uh, anyways, Yeti. <laughs> welcome back in Friday. Nonsense. We're, we're just complete nonsense today. Yeah. Uh, You're gone for a week. You don't care. It's, yeah, it's fine. You're just letting it all hang we're out. We're going to be good, uh, which is, it means it's time for our U.S. Open update of the day. <laughs> it's all happening out there at the Los Angeles Country Club. We still have not had the... Oh, the, oh we, need, we need a U.S. Open. We'll put her this way. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Perfect. Get up the, the U.S. Open. Open. So yesterday, two players both broke the record for the lowest round in a U.S. Open history. Ricky Fowler and Xander Schauffele both shot uh, 62. Had never happened before. They both did it within minutes of each other. They are have not teed off yet. Round two. The cool thing about this tournament for us on the East Coast is like they're playing until 10 o'clock because it's a it's a West Coast tournament. So yeah, yeah, we get home, get to watch late night golf. But uh, Fowler and Schauffele will both tee off at 4:32 today. They are tied atop the leaderboard right now with uh, Wyndham Clark, who is uh, two under on the day, eight under for the tournament. That's three players at eight under. Harris English uh, is six under, alone in, in fourth by himself. Dustin Johnson is five under, along with Sam Bennett and Rory McIlroy. Ever heard of him? I thought he told me he retired. What? 
Hey, you retired. Rory McElroy? Yeah, the guy from Tin Cup. What's Roy McAvoy? Rory McElroy is very much not retired. Oh. He is five under for the tournament, even part today. I like him. I know him. Yeah, he's the you know he's the guy. He's had a, he's had a weird week. With South the, Africa, right? No, no. Northern Ireland. God, let's stand right across the river. <laughs> Same thing. Same place. It's overseas. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, do you? I know Trevor Edmonds was. Wasn't there another one in South Africa though? Ernie Els. Oh, okay. That's close. There was two of them. They sound the same. <laughs> Brian Harmon and Minwoo Lee are both four under as well. Cam Smith, Tony Finau, the ladies love him, where he be now uh, at three under, along with Bryson DeChambeau and Scotty Scheffler. Tony Finau, where he be now? Love Tony Finau. I was thinking, well, where could he be now? Do, 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 do. It's Tony Finau. <laughs> under par three now. There you go. <laughs> That's all I got. Anyways, we'll move on. Let's do some text real quickly. Thornton's text on 502-414-1450. The texter who was saying that he was taking the trip to the the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Going to all the places that I said I wanted to go. She sent us a bunch of pictures from uh, from Seattle. Oh, nice. A lot of mountains. Looking beautiful. Said made it to Seattle. Props to you, texter. Enjoy your vacation. We love you. I've been to Seattle. I told you I went to Seattle once, and it was just, I was so so strapped for funds, though, that it was, it was fun, but it was... Stress. I wouldn't say stressful, but it wasn't as much fun as it should be. Another texter. This is for. This is before the show started. This is for the John Spears show. Spears on sports has a picture of himself wearing a T-shirt that I guess he created for himself that just says Spears on Sports Caller of the Year, and it has the, it has the Big X logo and a bunch of like f- football, basketball, baseball, soccer balls on it. Like we need to make that shirt. We need Rutherford Joe Texture of the Year. I don't know why. I guess he's wearing a lanyard. First of all, I had a dog collar on. <laughs> he like, looks great. I don't know. He doesn't have his name in the the te- text line. How is that possible? I don't know. He's the, he's the caller of the year. He didn't if, need the text line. If you look up uh, 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 the feed on him, he sent like a uh, the the actual non worn version of the shirt. You can. Oh really? Yeah, that shows all like the ban- for some reason the bananas or are those bananas or are they? They look like bananas. Are they bananas or pineapple? Well, I don't know. <laughs> you know what pineapples mean? <laughs> the, the pineapples are good. Yeah. They mean you're swinging. Uh, the new, Texas, the new track and field coach is really good, right? And how about that new budget, Patterson upgrades, and the Bus Boom Kelly stuff? The new track and field coach is really good. Uh, that is kind of under the radar news here on this Friday. But Joe Franklin, who coached at uh, New Mexico for like 17 years, led them to two NCAA championships in cross country and was a three-time national cross country coach of the year is taking over as the director of track and field and cross country at UofL. So that's no small deal. We've got a guy that has produced national championships, a guy that's been a three-time national coach of the year in just 17 seasons, and now he's coming from New Mexico over here. That's a a solid deal. And the Dan McDonald stuff, if you missed it, uh, Josh Hurd, according to, I, I saw it via Jody Demling, Josh Hurd, talked briefly with with, uh, with with the media and said he met with Dan McDonald. They came up with a checklist of things that they wanted to do to help improve UofL baseball and the facilities, and he said he's going to continue to seek funding and begin right away to try to get all these things checked off the list. This kind of goes, I mean, I, I had said a few weeks ago that I'd heard that there was a conversation between the two almost immediately after McDonald's comments following the season had gone a little bit viral where, you know, Josh had said, we're going we're gonna to make good here. We're going to to make sure that what you need you're going to get, and McDonald was satisfied with all that stuff. And as far as uh, Danny Busboom Kelly, she's one of uh, three coaches who, who got amended contracts. 
Uh, Buswim Kelly has a retention bonus in, in her contract. She's made the Final Four for two straight years. She's got a... Um, she's going to make the same amount of money per year, which is $400,000. And with her contract's going to run through the 2028 season now. Her retention bonus was added to the contract. She'll now receive a $200,000 bonus if she's still employed at UofL on December 21st, 2025, and another $150,000 if she's still here on December 31st, 2028. Well, if she decides to go to Nebraska, I don't see her believing. I, I think here. that's it. I mean, I, and I think this is what this contract is, is ensuring, is if Nebraska opens up, and you go, that's one thing. I think it's still in her contract that that's the one place that she can, she no buyout, she, she can go. Um, but anybody else, they should not be able to come in here and take her away. So I think that's a good move by Josh Hurd. She's very, very good. And Yuva Volleyball, I didn't say that it's just a joke with the Slayer thing. They're on a tour right now of Brazil, and they're nice. playing some of the best teams in Brazil. They just played the under-21 Brazilian national team and Brazil, big volleyball country. And they went 6-0 and on that tour, undefeated, and only dropped a couple of, of sets. So it's, it's a volleyball team that, once again, should be right there competing for a national title. And you want to make sure that that, that train continues. And keeping Danny Buspum Kelly here as long as you can is, is going to make that happen. It's like, it's like her contract has like the one freebie in it, like when you get married and you get a freebie. Well, you don't really. That's not, you, didn't, you didn't get the freebie when you got married? No. Oh, man, I bet Mary has a freebie. She does not. <laughs> You know of <laughs> it's uh, Jack AC Slater. <laughs> well, I was watching a show one time, they talked about freebies, and they, the guy was like, I picked Ann Nicole Smith, bad decision. <laughs> but with the friends episode with Ross, she's like, it's laminated. No, yeah, it's he gets the, I mean, laminates this list of five. He did, he did five freebies, uh huh. Five's too many, you only get one. But ha- I don't think you get any. But happy <laughs> congrats to Denny Buspum Kelly. The UVL uh, Athletic Association Board also improved a two-year contract extension for uh, women's tennis coach Mark Beckham and Arthur Albiero had an amended contract as well. Uh, both those guys doing big-time things right now at UFL. So the, all good news today coming out of Josh Hurd and company. But the big thing, I think, is that he's that they're trying to raise the funds to get the baseball facilities going. They're trying to make sure that Dan McDonald's happy. It sounds like for now he is. And I, I did not mention it, and I meant to. I had it on the list like earlier this week. I think it was Tuesday. Uh, we know like there are all those rumors about Alabama targeting Dan McDonald with, with their head coaching vacancy. They're hiring Clemson's coach, so or Maryland's coach, I should say. So McDonald, not going to Bama. We know that for sure. Done deal. Exhale. We're good. Whew. Texas says, all of the reasons I'm incredibly excited for this football season, I think the biggest is that I finally feel like we have a coach that cares more than I do. It's no small thing. I mean, that's that's, that's all saying a lot, but it, it could be true. I think that, I mean, the fact that Scott Satterfield never really felt like he just clicked with the culture here, yeah. like, like, like he fell in love with it. It's, it's something that we talked about a number of times while he was here. You know, the, 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 the results for themselves – they weren't atrocious. It's not like we had terrible seasons here, but it, it was not. If you're going to have those types of, uh, you know, seven and five, six and six, eight and five type seasons here, and you want the the fan base to really embrace you, you need to really embrace the program and the, and the city. And it never felt like he did. It always felt like it was forced. Remember, you know, when he showed up to the, like the Dirt Bowl a couple of summers ago, I was like, okay, I mean, it, it, this is the last thing in the world this guy looks like he wants to be doing, and I think that's the case. And he just. It never really seen, and I think that that hurts us because we see so many people that come through here 
who just fall in love with the place and just want to stay forever. And we talked about it ad nauseum when when Denny passed. Yeah. About how you know, this is a guy who was a West Coast lifer. Well, I mean, not even him. John L. Smith still lives in the I was area. Gonna say, I was going to get there. Yeah. He knew nothing about Louisville, comes here, has a chance to coach the greatest program of all time, doesn't go back there, stays here forever even after his coaching career ends. John L. Smith is back in town now. Howard Schnellenberger called it the biggest mistake of his life, leaving Louisville when he yeah. did to go to Oklahoma. Uh, I mean, it's just it, – it, the phrase that I always hear from out-of-towners who come here and wind up saying is, this place just gets in your blood, and that never happened with Scott Satterfield. And to have Jeff Brom now, I think part of the reason why – I think the text is right – why you're seeing so much excitement. It's not just the, the fact that people think that wins are going to start coming in larger varieties moving forward. It's that we have a guy that we know – how much this place means to him and and really a, a full coaching staff that is just loaded with guys. We know that this means the world to them. We know that getting Louisville football to the best possible place means the world to them because half of them like grew up here or played here. So I like that feeling. I mean, I feel like Satterfield in what, four years he was here never actually left the Carolinas. It, it not in his mind. I mean, yeah, he in just, his mind, I mean, he was not I mean, the, the rest of the family came to Carolina, a year later. In Carolina. I, mean, I know I know there were school relation issues, but like the fam, the rest of the family didn't come. It was like it wasn't in year two when they finally got here. Well, they came and then they went back. Yeah, and then the, of course the kid then, finished school, which I I understand. I think that I, happens a number of times. And I get that. That's yeah, but still, I mean, just it, you just added on to you know going to teasing with South Carolina and just just like you said, like just the way you just listen to him talk. You just you just he just didn't like. In my mind, I <laughs> never left Carolina. <laughs> Who sings that? James Taylor. I keep it that way. <laughs> dad joke, bam! It's not a dad joke. It's a fourth grade joke. And it's what's the difference? Dad jokes, I feel like, are more punny. I mean, they're pretty much like one, six and one half dozen, right? I mean, aren't they both just cheesy? I guess. I feel like that was just like that was a joke that I heard a lot of times growing up. Well, <laughs> when's the last time you heard it? Other than right now, probably like fifth grade. <laughs> I think you've done it before to me. <laughs> probably. Yeah, that's, wow, that's going on the best of tape. <laughs> Tune in next Monday to hear that. Uh, Texas says, TK, that water park is Atlantis off 65 in southern Indiana. Is that where it is? Okay. I, I had to see pictures. I can still kind of picture it in my head. You would just drive by. It was three of them. I know there was only three slides, though. That's all I remember. Texas says, Mike, I'm not going to try to do the accent. Also, Mike, proceeds to subtly attempt an Australian accent. I was trying to keep myself from trying to do it, and every now and then it would just What's come wrong out. with an Australian accent? What's up, mate? What's that? What's up, mate? What's up, mate? Sounds Jamaican. <laughs> I'm not Jamaican. Texas, I'm from Sydney, mate. Texas, I, so I, I try to do the accents for the characters when Virginia's playing, and I do uh, Sebastian very well. Like, I, I'm like, oh, yeah. The human world is no place. And like, then I try to do Lumiere, the candlestick, who's French from Beauty and the Beast. And I realize that it sounds very much like Jamaican Sebastian the Crab. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, I, can't, I, I can't differentiate the two. Yeah, I'm not very good. I'm, I'm like Paul Rudd and I love you, man, doing accents. It comes back, it sounds Irish. Everything sounds like Irish Jamaican. Are you? <laughs> Texture says, Mike, uh, my wife and I are the same. I'm white, and if I burn, it turns back to white. My wife burns, and it turns to a gorgeous tan. It sucks, but it's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. I've resorted to wearing long sleeve sun shirts when I'm working outside. I'm, that's probably my future, because I, I get like I get like sunspots now too all the time. Like these little skin tags. It's just it's terrible. Yeah, it's not fair. Like they they they're out there. They're like they, they lie in the sun for hours. They fall asleep in the sun. They'll read outside and they just they turn beautiful. Like oh, I got a little red there, <laughs> and the red goes away in an hour, and they're, just, they're beautifully tan. I get a little red. I'm a, I can't sleep that night, and then I wake up in the morning, and it just turns back to white. You should be outside dressed up like Brando and 
uh, Dr. Moreau or whatever, the island of Dr. Moreau. I should. It's good for you me. Remember? It's not healthy for me to Horrible be Horrible movie, there. by the way, but I mean, I uh, oh, was bad. Val Kilmer. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah, it was a bad movie. Texas Barbie comes out this summer. That's the big blockbuster. Oh, God. Are you going to have to go see Barbie because of Virginia at some point? No, she's not into Barbie. She's not into Barbie. Okay, that's good. Well, but yeah, but I mean, comes out on video three years from now. Maybe she's more into Barbie. Maybe. I don't know. My mom yeah. gave her a Barbie because my sister was like obsessed with Barbies growing up. And I think yeah. it started around this age. And she just, she has no interest. She's that's all good. Disney princesses. I mean, it's, I'm assuming the Barbie song is going to be on. I got to hear that song all the time. When I, worked at, when I first started working at uh, Joe Muggs, my manager, uh, he would play Hi, that. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken. He played that song like on rotation all the time. Catchy. Yes, he is gay. <laughs> he wasn't I'm just a, a weird dude. <laughs> Texas, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, this is a KFC text. We, oh, KFC text. Yeah, we're not going to read that one because we uh, we'll get to. We what don't want a KFC text. We'll get to what they're talking about a little bit later. Texas TK was thinking of Retief Goosen. Were you thinking of Retief Goosen? Who's Retief Goosen? I was going to say I don't think he was. He's a South African golfer who was good for a period of time. No, I know. Uh, Dr. Moreau was, I mean, until I just saw somebody text. No, uh, no, I don't remember Edmund, but I knew there was somebody else. I don't think, I didn't think, I wasn't thinking Els. I was thinking it was somebody else too, though. Is there another guy from South Africa that plays golf? Gary Player back in the day. First non American to win a, uh, win the U.S. Open. Gary Player was from South, I always thought that name was made up, by the way. When I was a kid, I would hear that name. <laughs> just, I thought he was like a wrestler, like making up, is his player? Gary Player. I mean, sir, do you, do you know anyone else who has the last name Player ever in your life? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, he. There's no way that's his real name. I was the birth certificate. Louis Wustason's from South Africa. Say what? Louis Wustason's from South Africa. No, it wasn't him. Is sure Rory's not from there? Uh, Rory, no, Rory from Northern Ireland. All right. There's this Mike. How much did it pain you to put the Brian Brom interview in your news and notes? Oh, I hated it. I hated it. He's sitting down with with Kent Spencer. Ugh, awful. No, I'm just joking. Texas says, Mike, everyone that comes here loves it and it gets in their blood and they never want to leave. Proceeds to name only three people, two of whom did, in fact, leave. But they came back and said they made mistakes leaving. Yeah, they, they all come back. Yeah, I mean, granted, the 10 years for, for John L. at Michigan State and, and, and Howard at Oklahoma were not exactly rosy, but... And also, that my quote about the people saying it gets in their blood is not for just athletic people. It's for general people who come here and just, just never leave. I've had, yeah, I, I think I told you the story about... Um, like Felton Spencer, when I worked at the video store in J-Town, and Chris Gatling came in, and I was like, I recognized him, and I was like, wow, I mean, how could you know, he's 6'11", black dude walking through the store, I mean, kind of sticks out like sore thumb a little bit, but, you know, and I, when I looked up his name, I knew he was, like, Old Dominion, you know, you were first round pick the Warriors, and it's like, what are you doing here, and it's like, I moved my mom here, he's like, Felton talked how great it was in Louisville, and how much he loved this city, and I, I, my mom moved here, she loves it, and we've been here, you know. She's living here now. I'm. I live here in the off season now. I'm like, that's awesome. It's Four dollars for the porn. And you also started off right at three or three by saying y'all thought I was angry. That was before a fake Aaron Bradshaw injury. I'm pissed. Long three hours coming up for you. We'll get into the Aaron Bradshaw stuff. Angry time. guys get mad at us. Angry, oh yeah, shocking. He said he's taking shots at you. He said Trevor, you had your shirt off at a pool a couple of months ago. Based on seasons and how weather works, I highly doubt that. Really? I don't know if you recognize this, but there's some hotels that put pools indoor. All oh, the humanity. I was at indoor. I was at a hotel. Fucking like angry guy. It was back in April. It was back in early Boom. April, and I was at a hotel. I stayed at a hotel, and they have an indoor pool. He's crying right now. He's he's naked. And he's and, crying. And I didn't. I actually didn't swim in the pool. I just went in the hot tub though. But I was shirtless. 
Takes like I had to get the swim shirt, not because I'm ashamed of my body, but because I get burnt so easy. I don't want to do the swim shirt. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I, I think I did a swim shirt once or twice when I was a kid, but I normally I was just like, screw it. <laughs> I have started becoming like I'm a, like ham off sat, sat, you know sandlot. I'm like just 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 let it all hang out. I have started becoming like hat in the pool guy, just to like because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like all the dads weird. now. No, all the dads like are hat in the pool guys. Like no, when you're when we go to Hilton Head this weekend and like we go to the pool. 75% of the dads in the pool will be wearing like a hat. Most of the moms will be wearing a hat now too. Just keeps the the head. I mean, you're if you don't have shade to go to, like you're just going to get that head's just going to get torpedoed. When did this become a thing? It's always been a thing. I've never I'm a hat in the pool is something I'm not familiar with. Like that's I don't do the the, the pool scene like regular like the popular pool scene recently in like the last I don't know 20 years maybe, but I don't remember ever seeing people wear hats in the pool when I was like at plantation back in the day. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a big thing. Like the sunglasses, hat you're wearing, sunglasses, hats. Yeah, I'll rock a little like like an athletic hat. That just seems odd to me. Can't gotta keep the dome like not red. <laughs> what, are you wearing a swim cap, like the rubber cap? No, just a hat. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's a way to lounge. Wouldn't wouldn't you wouldn't want to wear a hat that you would like? That's like the same shirt though, because it's chlorine will destroy your hat. No, well. It'll, you don't think so? I mean, you like go under with it. You, you take the hat off and you go under and get your head wet and like just put it back back on. It doesn't matter. Like, I, yeah, it's it's a thing. You drink at the pool, wear the hat, lounge, have a good time. That's a little weird for me. I'm 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 an advocate of the least amount of clothes in a pool, the better. Well, I think that people who see you are advocates of the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. I, you know how many times I've gotten free shirts from people just walking up to me in a pool and be like, here. Please wear this. Texas, I love seeing Busboom get an extension um, as she is making volleyball big at UofL and the fans seem to get behind it. They do, And this is like one of those sports where it reminds me of when women's basketball started taking off here and baseball to a lesser extent. I don't think people like, realize how big of a deal volleyball is locally when it Not comes to like, like our, our the Kiva is huge here. Like we have had some of the best high school teams in the country for the last what three decades. Uh, Assumption, Mercy, and Sacred Heart now are, are always right there in the national yep. rankings. Like we've produced a ton of top tier volleyball players, and up until now, they've been going to the, the other big time volleyball schools. And it's like U of L is finally capitalizing on the fact that this is a underrated volleyball city, and the only thing they have left to do now is win a national title. And it feels like that's probably coming at some point. Oh yeah, it is. Texas says, you know, this probably oh, all these are all Bradshaw text for KRC. <laughs> These people know that they, they have to wait till after six to send these. Texas says, I, I agree with the swim shirt guy, plus one for sun hoodies. I do see those in the pool now, too, a lot. Wait a minute, wearing a hoodie at, at, the, at the beach? They have these like athletic, like thin hoodies that you wear, can wear in like, the pool and stuff. And I see a lot of dads wearing them. Texas that's, that's says, sad. That's no. Texas, idea for next week. Trevor takes us on a chronological tour through his employment history. He has the weekend to compile the list. The only question is, will one week be enough? Well, now I have the list of the, the, the places, Texer. You you must have missed that show. I guess you did do that. I guess that'll be on the best of. I think I have it on the email. I think it was, did I say it was 35, I want to say? It was a lot. It was like 35 or 36. Now, they aren't in chronological order in there. But I could, I mean, I could come up with it, yeah. I mean, the first job I've, I guess I ever technically had was changing out the, 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 the cages at the pet store over on Westport Plaza. And then I worked at my favorite muffin when I was 15. That was one of my first like actual. Jobs. I remember you saying that. Yeah, it's a Trevor classic. Yeah. OG Trevor, my favorite muffin. That was going to be the name of our porn company. 
Texture says, uh, <laughs> yeah, girl, I worked with there. That was, that was what our philosophy was. We were going to name our porn company, my favorite muffin. Texas, I spend as much time outside as humanly possible. When I do yard work, I wear a giant straw hat. When we go to the pool or lake, my wife has finally gotten used to the routine of just covering me in SPF 50 on a regular basis. <laughs> it's the only way I cannot turn into a lobster, and I'm now very pro pool hat. Rock lobster. I'm, I'm, I have no problem with the hat, like doing yard work. I just, I mean, I guess if you're just going to sit on the at pool side, you can wear a hat, but if you're going in the pool, I don't know. It just feels. I, I, I just picture somebody like floating in the pool with a hat on, and it just seems weird. It looks stupid to me. Well, once again, <laughs> Trevor. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you right now, like seventy five percent of the people in the pool on this, we're in, in Hilton Head, will be wearing rocking hats. I mean, just it's epidemic. You are the the king of culture and fashion and style. I'm gonna, I would have to go to each one and just be like, just, just tell them what they're doing wrong. Well, you know, tell me too, because I'm. You have to tell Mary too. She rocks that in the pool. No, but a woman can do it because it's a woman. I'm talking about the dudes. Well, you're gonna have girls to, can do whatever they want. You have to go to a lot of guys that are way bigger than you. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. We're coming four o'clock hour. We can get Bring to this uh, this Aaron Bradshaw news a little bit. Uh, the UK reaction to it. A couple other U of L. Uh, we talked about the the football recruiting a little bit. A couple other basketball notes to get to. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Friday here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. But I'd like for you to hear this. If you kiss me again, I'll kiss you back. You see, I feel real good inside, and it's just from your nearness. There's no need for you to fear this. Kiss me, I'll kiss you back. Ooh. Well, you look kind of cute to me. I think we can achieve this. Plus, you act like you need this. My Back in Friday edition of the Mike Weatherford Show, 1450 961 The Big X. Hope your weekend's off to a great start. Maybe you're driving home. Maybe you've already been home. However, you're doing it, we appreciate you spending some time with us uh, here on this lovely Friday. All right. Uh, are you ready to hear the list? The, the list we've been teasing all week long. It's the. to make me mad? I, I think so, just because every list makes you mad. <laughs> Whole list. Most lists. And there was the only time. No, the list on list that that really ticked me off. It did. It did. You're furious. <laughs> uh, this is the best uh, TV shows of 2023 so far. And as always, we try to recognize the ones that we've actually heard of, let alone seen. This is horrible. Every this is the third, like the second or third year we've done this now. And every time we do, we know like one show on the list. I think we'll know more this time. Okay. Now All Rolling right. Stone put out one of these this week as well, but it was just like the 20 best show, but it was no order, which is no fun. <laughs> Give me yeah, some, give me an order. Yeah, we need order to complain about. So this list is from Mashable. They they rank the 17 best shows of 2023 so far. Great website. Number 17, Platonic, which features Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne. I have not heard of it. Nor have I. <laughs> you know, Platonic is Latin for delay delay. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Number 16, I have heard of this show, Primo, which is created by Shea Serrano, who has gotten big writing for The Ringer and doing a bunch of books. Uh, I've not seen it. It just came out recently. Not, not familiar. It's so many shows now. It's just it's so many streams, and it's hard to keep track of everything. Yeah, I believe Primo is not like familiar. Amazon. I think that's right. Okay. Yeah. Like, what's the right? Yeah, I mean, you're going to have Amazon, Netflix, actual television maybe I in know, here. I mean, I it's know, just it's, I it's 
possible. Number 15, the other two, which is a season three of a show that I've not heard of. Apparently, it's Molly Shannon. Um, the other two, I, season three, I haven't heard of the seasons one or two. Hey. <laughs> the other two. Uh, number 14 is Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story. Now, I've heard of Bridgerton. <laughs> Sounds too pretentious, Rudy. Watch. Well, I'm assuming this is a spinoff of Bridgerton, which was okay. wildly popular. I've never seen it. Mary watched both seasons, okay. or all the seasons, however many they've been, but I've not heard of this. No, I'm not familiar with it either. 13, Somebody Somewhere, season two. <laughs> Don't know it. I, no. I, it's on Max. I have a better chance of guessing, is it a golfer or a current TV show? <laughs> you tell me a name or something. Number 12, Dead Ringers. That sounds familiar. Am I thinking of Deadwood? I have not heard of Dead Ringers. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm better thinking of Deadwood. It's on now. Prime Video. Yeah, I don't know. It's I, sad. Yeah, I don't know. Number the boys on Amazon Prime. Number 11, Mrs. Davis. I, I saw Mrs. Dalfire. I have not, but this just reminds me of in sophomore year geometry. We had a teacher who was very, very tough. I, did, I was terrible in the class, and we all were struggling. And he had to do like a hip replacement surgery, and we had this replacement whose name was Miss, Miss Davis, and she could not have given a bleep less. And like my, she saved my entire grade. Like everyone just got like a ninety-nine. It was incredible. That show didn't come out till April April twentieth of this year. Mrs. Davis. Yeah, it's like literally brand new. It's had eight episodes. It's ahead of. How so can you be? A, came out like last week. I mean, what's that say about the shows that have been out already? That show that's eight episodes has already trumped you. Well, I mean, they get to screen early. I mean, these are reviewers. I guess. Number 10, Barry, season four. I, I, no Barry. I'm no, I know Barry. I have had multiple people probably tell me to watch Barry more than people have told me I need to go on a diet, which is amazing in its own right. But I just, I don't know. I tried watching it, I, just, I couldn't get. Hooked. I don't know what it is. I've like, not tried, but I love Bill Hader. I do too. I do too. I just I don't know what it was. I it's only thirty minute episodes, which is perfect. But just couldn't. I, maybe I should try again. Number nine is Jury Duty, which I've not heard of, but it's created by the the same people who made The Office. I, all I know is there's only one Jury Duty, and it's Polly Shore for me. It's another Amazon show. Yeah. Number eight, uh, Beef. I just the only one I know is the most step rap. It's on Netflix. I've not heard of this. Never heard of it. I've heard of like two of the shows so far. I've only heard of one. Now, number seven, I've definitely heard of. Succession. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. We've talked about that on this show multiple times. I've watched the first. I'm going to give it a shot at some point. We've we've wrapped up Veep now. We finished Veep. Finished the whole show. Oh, congratulations. So I I think Succession, at some point, we're going to try to to watch it. We watched the first couple of episodes. I was more into it than Mary was, but I still didn't care about it that much. But... After hearing so much about it these last uh, the last few months, I'm probably going to try to watch it again. It's based on like a real person, right? It's loosely based on Rupert Murdoch. And his Rupert fan. Murdoch, that's what it is, yeah. yeah. Uh, six is, I've heard of this, but I have not seen it, Yellow Jacket Season 2. I, 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 the first time I saw it on the guide, I thought it was a documentary on Georgia Tech, way off. And since then, I have had people suggest it to me, but I've never actually watched it. Number five, Free Ridge. But that's at least three shows I know so far. Yeah. Uh, Free Ridge never heard, never of, heard it. of it. I assume it's a western of some kind. And number four, we have both seen. Oh, well. Shrinking. Yeah, oh, I love Shrinking. Shrinking is great. It's number 12. Number four. Number four? <laughs> you were close. Where was How I? did you get 12? <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing the straight list from 17. It's number 12. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's number four? Did you name that many shows already? Yeah. Uh, number three is Poker Face. Uh, it's like Natasha Leone. Yeah, I've seen. I, maybe I should check that out. I like Natasha Leone. I do too. 
Um, I Russian Doll is good this season. Not to mention, like, if it's ahead of, they've got three shows ahead of Shrinking. I'm curious what they are because I loved, loved Shrinking. Number two is The Last of Us. I have watched a couple of episodes uh, of this. I, I will continue it at some point. It's, just, it's intense. Yeah, that's not my, my not my style. Pedro I'll Pascal's pass. running the world these days. Yeah. And number one, I keep hearing about the show. I've never seen it. Abbott Elementary, season two. I have heard of it at least. Yeah. At least I like to at least think I've heard of at least the top four shows. Yeah. And I've seen one of them. Uh, yeah. What was number five again? Number five was Free Ridge. Okay. Now I've well, seen the only show that I've seen on a bunch of lists that it wasn't on this one. I, I've seen good reviews for Dave, which I really liked. Season three. I wonder where's the boys at? Oh, that came out last year, man. I think that was last year. Yeah, it was because we right. got a lot of recommendations to watch that from people in the text. You line. need to watch it. I do. I, I tried. It, I started it one time, and I I didn't make it very far. I do need to give it another chance. Did you at least make it the part where the, he runs over his, the, the girl. I made it like ten minutes in. Yeah, when he explodes his girlfriend. It was very early, and I was like, I I can't. I'm not doing this. Um, but I, I will try again because people rave about that show. All right, uh, so there you go. There's the 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 best shows of 2023 so far. Everyone yep. is people on the the text line are are taking up for jury duty. Well, now which version, the TV or the, the TV the, show? Okay, because jury duty the movie and, itself is pretty good too. Jury duty and beef are are both amazing. Um, jury duty is incredible and hilarious. It's like an extreme version of Punked. Oh, it's like reality. Uh, if that's the case. I I make pass on it too. I'm not a big. Texas Primo is excellent. I like Shay a lot, so I can. I, I probably will watch it at some point. Texas Platonic is another Apple TV show, kind of like Shrinking, but with Seth Rogen, uh, with a, with a Seth Rogen feel instead of a Jason Segel feel. Well, I like both those feels. I mean, Jerry, yeah, just came out. I feel right. both those guys. It's that's a sitcom, an American sitcom. So I don't, I don't think it's a reality show of any kind. It's got uh, looks like it's starring uh, James Martin. Okay, played Cyclops and was in Westworld. Uh, Texas. <laughs> I'd love to contribute, but I'm sorry. Speaking as a black guy, we hate the sun and the summer. You don't see many, very many or very little black people at a lake, pool, etc. The sun is our kryptonite. You know, I didn't know black people could sit sunburned. They can. I have a buddy of mine, I was talking to him, and he's he's black, and I was he was telling me how he's sunburned. I was like, and he goes, he just looked at me, he goes, you, you want to ask if it's true? Uh, black guy can say <laughs> I was like, yes! I was like, is that right? He's like, no, it's all good. He's like, yeah. It's like, well, how do you know? Like, cause I mean, you're white out there. You can tell when you're getting red. He was like, you just start itching and you can feel the burning. I'm like, but it's got like sneak up on you, right? He's like, yeah, it sucks. That would suck. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it would. Uh, the same texture has like, he's like, because I, I can't contribute to the late conversation, the summer conversation. Here is a question. Do you think that we can get college game day if we're undefeated going into the Notre Dame game? Yeah. Well, I think it would also depend on who's also that week, right? Well, I think that. I mean, if we are, because Notre Dame is going to start the season, it looks like preseason top 10, top 15. Okay. And they would play Ohio State at the end of September. So if they beat Ohio State, like they're going to be very highly ranked. If we're undefeated, you know, we wouldn't have beaten anybody of real consequence, depending on how good NC State, I mean, because NC State also plays Notre Dame at the beginning of the year. But we probably would be 5-0 and and ranked, I don't know, 15 to 20, somewhere in that range. I can see us. What week would that be? Roughly week four or five? It's o- no, it's it's October seventh. So it's I think it's week six, but it would be our sixth game. Okay. We would have to be five and zero. Oh, I think they would have to be five and zero oh as well. So, I mean, I, without knowing who else is playing that week, I think there's a very good shot if both of us are undefeated that we would have college game day here. I mean, I'm just looking at a quick. I mean, Florida's playing Vanderbilt, so that's out. Kentucky's at Georgia that week. 
Um, Ohio State's playing Maryland. I'm just looking at top schools. Alabama's at A&M. That could be a threat. That could be a threat. Um, Oregon State's Cal. I don't know, I just want to bring up Cal for that. <laughs> Once again, we're not worried about Cal. No, not worried about Cal. Uh, Miami, Georgia Tech, Florida State, Georgia, uh, Wake Forest, Clemson. I mean, Alabama one's looking like the biggest threat so far. Yeah, I'm looking at it too. I'm just, just skimming through. I mean, it's hard to kind of. Arizona, USC, Jed Fish not working. No. Wake Forest, Clemson, probably not a threat. Virginia Tech, Florida State. Uh, if you, we're both undefeated, we would be, I think, outshining them. I can't imagine that. Ole Miss, Arkansas, I don't see. I mean, LSU, Missouri is not going to do it. I mean, Kentucky, Georgia could, depending on what they're looking like as well. But, I mean, didn't they get it last year or the year before, I think, when it was? Yeah. I mean, but then again, I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, Kentucky's, if we're, I mean, if we're talking about four teams in those two games and all undefeated, then. Bama A&M is, is the biggest threat. I think you're right. Yeah. I think, just looking, just glossing it over. That's I've become a rivalry a little bit. A and M plays A and M. They play Miami at Miami in week two. They play Auburn in week four, and they're at Arkansas in week five. If they win all those games, they're going to be like top five. They're going to be like or right outside the top five. And Alabama, you're, if we're assuming they're undefeated in this hypothetical. They would be like, yeah, we, we would need A and M to lose probably. Oh no, we're in trouble. Oklahoma, Texas is that week. They don't do they don't do Red River shootout for for big game to do though do they? Yeah they do. Oh yeah we're screwed then. Are we though? I mean both those teams have crapped the bed recently just before that game. I mean they've already that's the only thing on ESPN's list that even has a TV network already next to it. <laughs> well I know but like because it's always that game. Yeah ABC, it's, yeah. it's the Cotton Bowl they always have yeah. that game on. Um, I, I mean, mean that's that's not a good scenario though for us. Texas well Texas plays at Alabama in week two they're probably gonna lose that game. We would need Oklahoma to to lose, but yeah, that's competition is looking more stiff than I was hoping. We'd have a shot, but we probably. We're not I think gonna... I think those think the A and M in the Red River Shootout is the only two like major competition we have in, in our scenario that we're both undefeated to right. Notre Dame. But we, yeah, we would need those two to to slip up. At some is Notre Dame the only game we could actually pull a, a game day off of the schedule? I mean, you, you never know. I mean, you know, it's, these things are hard to predict. True. On paper, it looks like that's the most likely. I mean, but I mean, let's say we beat Notre Dame and we're six and zero, and you know, we're we're rolling, we're playing. I don't know. Let's say Duke is is great, or at Miami near the end of the year or something. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. You never know how teams are going to play. Virginia out. Tech. Yeah, you're right. But probably that one feels like the one that you circle, and you're like, hypothetically, we could be five and zero. They could be five and zero with a win over Ohio State. That could be a matchup of top fifteen teams. That would be cool, but yeah, we're, we're probably going to need a little bit of help there, which is fine. We've needed help to get it before, so. Yeah. Uh, Texter well, says, "There's no problem with that." Texter says, "I thought the Red River rivalry is always during the day. It's at noon." Yeah, but that doesn't stop them from having game day there, right? I mean, the- it, it wouldn't. It makes it harder. I think they try to avoid having noon games, but like we had it here for the noon game against Florida State. Yeah, it was just, but it does make it kind of a nightmare setup because they had to move inside for the last hour. Um, to, to, you know, cause people are, everyone's leaving. No one's going to stay outside the, for the pick'em segment. And so you want as many, as much crowd as possible. I think there was another game that they did last year that was noon and they had to do the same thing where it's like they moved from their first location to inside for the, the, the last hour. So I don't think it would be, it, it doesn't automatically exclude it, but I think they'll try to avoid it if there's another worthwhile option out there. I'm just, um, do they always do it at noon or is have they ever done it in the afternoon? I think they always, I want to say they did they, that. They always do it at noon. Yeah. I'm scrolling through that 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 schedule page on ESPN right now, and yeah, they do the tickets things for the the scalp and tickets as low as yeah. You know, if I'm counting right here, one, two, three, four. There's only five games that have ticket prices over a hundred dollars, and Louisville Notre Dame is one of them. Is it? 
It's at 109. I do know. Uh, now, there's Ritter Shootout's at 387. I was going to say, I do know. So last year, again, my, my best friend just moved from Dallas, but he used to live there. And they debated going to the Cotton Bowl. He's like, you know, he's like, we're moving. It's the one th- one of the things I haven't done. I kind of always wanted to go to this game. And they looked at, like, the cheapest tickets. And it was, like, $450 just oh, yeah. to get it. And keep in mind, like, this wasn't a, like, top 10 matchup. You know, they were, <laughs> I think Oklahoma won the game by a billion or, or Texas won. Whoever won, it was an like, absolute blowout. You know, he was like, it's just, it's insane. Like, ticket prices are outraged. I'm not going to spend that much money for a game that I don't really care anything about. We are the lowest of three digits priced. The other three are Alabama A&M, which we mentioned at 165. Michigan at Minnesota, they love that little brown jug, at 142. And at 174, Kentucky at Georgia. Jeez. That's the second, I guess that'd be the second highest one. (laughs) As of right now, like, it is in Athens, but... That's um, crazy. I wouldn't, I mean, no offense to Kentucky. I'm not trying to be insulting, but I wouldn't have guessed that over 100 or even the second highest. Texas says, I'm just tuning in, but has Tyler Johnson graduating been discussed? I assume he's now good to go. I saw that he graduated. I saw that, that you know, that was, um, he, he, I see he put on his social media. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> good Lord, I almost died. Yeah. Put on his social media that he was. Do you need a mouth to mouth? No, I'm good. <laughs> I know the CPR. That he, he was walking, he had his whole, um, cap and gown on. I, I my understanding is that it's still not a hundred percent clear that you know, the issues that they had before um, are still kind of an issue. I don't know how that works. I don't know how you can graduate high school and have an issue qualifying for for college outside of the, you know, the I don't know the, the test scores. But the I know the issue. It wasn't like a it wasn't like a, he didn't get the qualifying score on the SAT or the ACT like it used to be. It was about his transcript. So, who knows? These types of things. I know there was some hope that UofL had that it was going to get worked out. Maybe it did. But I, I, I can't give you an inside scoop there. Um, let's see. Texter says, Shay's books are also great. Shay's books are good. I read the one that he did about, um, I didn't read basketball and other things. I read the, the one that he did about The Office. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I'm just looking at his wiki page, yeah, because I was looking at Primo. And I was like, I don't, I don't see anything I recognize from this dude. He's gotten pretty popular the last, I'd say, like, Seven, eight years or so. There's no picture of me there. He's a cool guy. Texas, what's the deal? Um, we can get there. Texas, yes, one guy is there thinking it's a documentary about serving on a jury duty. Everyone else is an actor and creating super extreme situations that are happening. James Morrison plays himself but acts like he thinks he's way more famous than he is. It's really good. Talking about jury duty. Yeah, Texture. I, I mean, I know you like it, but you just did like kind of slow me not wanting to watch it a little bit. Texas Jury Duty is a show on Amazon Freebie where actors play oddballs doing their civic duty. The twist one juror is a real guy who doesn't know everyone else is an actor. And also, Primo is great. Everything Shea Serrano touches is gold. I mean, what else has he done that I would not? I'm looking at like The Ringer. I don't recognize that. Like, well, it's, it, that's a big website. That's Bill Simmons' site. Oh, I thought it was a movie. Okay. I was oh, okay. He's a writer. Because I say Grantland. I know Grantland. Well, okay. Grantland no longer exists, but yeah, I watched the ringer does. It. Yeah. I mean There was a moment in time where when I first released like the pre release of my book, that my book topped his as like the number one in basketball for a day. And I felt so good. People were like, Oh, it's Rutherford versus Serrano. And then I think the next day mine dropped to like eighty seven and he was number one. I guess But I beat him for a day. I guess Primo's the only thing he's written that's for, for the screen. Though. For TV, yeah, he's written a bunch of books. He's yeah. a lot of sports writing online. But he's yeah, he's he's a popular guy. He does this thing where he'll like pick out a somebody who needs help, like a teacher who needs supplies or a 
a local bookstore. He did it with Carmichael's a few years ago that just needs some additional funding. And he'll like just send people, like all the people who follow him, to give, you know, one, two, three, four, five dollars to this place and help them out. And it's it's a cool thing. I might give that one a shot. That one that one intrigues me a lot more than the jersey does. Nope. Sorry if that bothers somebody. Texas TK can go through his job history next week and the fifteen hours still won't be enough time. <laughs> well, some jobs weren't very I wasn't there very long. So. Like one segment. Uh, let's talk about the because a lot of people have texted in both to us and I think for KRC um, the Aaron Bradshaw news. This is like it, it, things have been not great for Kentucky basketball. It's been a rough few weeks for developments, and now you get the news today that he suffered a fracture in his foot and mm. could miss the next four to six months, which would put him out for uh, certainly the start of the 2023-24 season. And then, you know, we talked about this before, big guys and feet injuries. Yeah, it's at a fracture? I mean, did, did it just, just say, a, is it just as how the news was? It's not like a, do we not know more like a lift sprain, a hairline? We I just mean, know he suffered a fracture in his foot. Now, if you remember. We the, don't know what part of the foot either. We don't. Yeah. Jeff Goodman put this out, like, a, I think three, four weeks ago. He kind of got UK fans into a tizzy saying, I'm hearing rumors that one of the premier UK freshmen that's coming in is dealing with an injury issue that's going to affect his season. And Kyle Tucker very quickly was like, I, if you're talking about Bradshaw, we've known that he's been dealing with something. I'm told it's not going to affect his season. He's going to be fine. And that was kind of that. And these these rumors have lingered for a while. And now we're getting it today officially via you know, Shams and a couple of other big-time basketball writers saying he's definitely dealing with a, a fracture in his foot. And could miss the start of the season. So, so you, this is. You fans are now hoping that was Bradshaw I was referring to. Otherwise, there's another one out there. Yeah. I mean, this <laughs> is. It's a. It's... The the other thing that this brings up is you know, he. He's like, he's a clutch sports guy, which is the same agency that represented Shaden Sharp, who you know, was dealing with some. Like a little injury, or if you want to believe it, and then ended up just not playing and, and you know, went pro. And there's some concern now amongst UK people that. Aaron Bradshaw might do the same thing. He's going to practice the team. He's going to be on campus, but like this is going to keep lingering, and he's not going to play. And we're just never going to see him. And then he's going to go to the draft. So, you, you get, there's a lot of stuff going on right now with UK, and now you're you're too late in the game to replace him with a really capable big man transfer portal option. Uh, you got to hope that Uganda kid is replace him. You've been trying for the last two weeks to add one to him. They, they, yeah, they. I think. Well, I think now it becomes more clear why they were gung ho on getting Hunter Dickinson and. And then getting Oscar Sheway to come back, they've clearly known that he's dealing with an injury for a while, and I guess they don't think that this Uganda kid is is good enough to go right off the bat because they've seen him for a full year of practicing. So then they, they've got a decent sense of what he brings to the table. But I don't know. I mean, now you've got UK people that are like things aren't adding up. Last month, rumors were circulating about him having a foot, and he was working out. And then you know he was posting pictures of his foot, saying he's fine. Um, like, oh, like what's going on? So now people think this is a fake injury. I think Angry Guy actually said on the text line earlier that he thinks this is a fake injury. Are you buying the the, the Aaron Bradshaw conspiracy theory that he's just faking this whole thing? I'd hope not. I mean, weird times in Lexington, man. I mean, if you don't want to, I mean, if you don't want to play, you don't have to pick it. You can just sit out and go do like camps and workouts and stuff. I mean. I don't think anybody's gonna think less of well, I mean some may think less of you, but I don't think anybody's gonna like it's gonna like hurt your draft stock in any way. I don't I mean I would think claiming you have an injury, especially if it was a big man with a foot injury, depending on what it is, is more 
detrimental to your stress status than you actually just not playing. I can't buy it. Like, I, I don't buy that he would. Because, one, I don't think that Cal would just keep a lid on it at this point. He very clearly was pissed off about the Shaden Sharp thing last year. He Which, felt like. And Sharp had it came in like late in the season, too, right? Didn't he? he didn't, was he at the beginning of the year? Yeah, he came on, but like his whole thing was like he's sitting out, but he's going to play next year. Yeah, I was thinking he joined the team later. So he did, okay. but like the whole thing was he's joining. He's eligible to play, but, yeah. they're, but they're not going to throw him out there in the second semester just for the sake of doing it. That He just wants to play with the team, better himself, and then he's going to crush it next year yeah, yeah, as a full-time cat. And you know, Calipari was apparently led on by his you know, handler, I guess is, is the term, the guy from Clutch Sports who was saying, oh, he's definitely going to play, he's definitely going to play, he's definitely going to play. And then when the season ended, the rumors started swirling, and he was like, yeah, he's not going to play, he's going pro. And so I guess there's concern there. But after going through that process, I can't imagine that Calipari would just let this happen, where, I mean, this kid's on campus, you're going to see him every day. If he's not really hurt, then like you're, you're not going to cover for him. I, I think no. Cal's that now, he's not where he was. You know, was it Who's the guy that was always hurt, and they thought it was just faking, and... Cal was just covering for was it EJ Montgomery or somebody? Talking about like Jared Vanderbilt. Jared Vanderbilt. Yeah. Everybody was like, Cal's just doing. Yeah, it was like a whole summer boot gate and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. he's he's actually fine. All stuff like Cal's not in as much of a position of power as he was five, six, seven years ago when these types of things were happening. If he's got a kid, if if he's worried about a trend of kids coming to UK and faking injuries and then using UK to boast their profile but not actually contributing to the program. He's going to nip that in the bud now at this point because he doesn't have the doesn't have the capital that he used to. He needs mm-hmm. he needs to win the fan base back a little bit, and you know if, if this kid's going to try to put him through the ringer, he's I'm, I don't think he's going to stand for it. So I I look it, it seems weird, but I can't buy that there's this is all just kind of a hoax, and he's going to you know, be with the team. If if he is kind of faking this, I feel like Cal will just kick him to the curb and be like, you can go, you know. Somewhere else, and just just say you're training for the. Well, if that's the case, he better prove he's faking it. Otherwise, he's gonna look really bad. <laughs> he's kicking an injured kid off the team. I don't. But it, I mean, you'd have to like try to like make sure everybody knows that he's not injured, and he's, you're doing that for that reason. Otherwise, you look kind of evil. I mean, you're gonna get taken by in the woodshed on social media for that one, and rightfully so, probably. But I, I mean, I just don't see why you'd fake an injury if you're if you're Bradshaw. I, I just don't see the like to what like. Uh, yeah, I, just, I don't. I don't see what what the 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 positive thing to do is for. I mean, he's probably is hurt, and if he's hurt, he may have now. He may have faked like not having the injury until now to like avoid people like staying away from him recruitment wise. But I mean, if he's. I mean, got a, a fracture in his foot. That's it's weird though because like the, for a seven footer that's two hundred thirty pounds that's for whatever he the is. UK writer Tristan Ferris who writes for Asia Blue like he points out in his his Instagram post like two days ago, Bradshaw takes a picture of like. You see his shorts, you see his legs. You see his, he doesn't have a boot on his foot. Like he, he, He's sitting normally. He's got socks on his feet. And then he has kind of a cryptic message after that talking about people lighting a fire and all this stuff. It, it's a – I don't know, man. It, it is a very strange situation. But also, if you're a big man and the NBA knows how difficult it is for a 18-, 19-year-old big man to overcome a significant foot injury, like wouldn't you want to like quash any rumors of you having an injury whatsoever? Like You wouldn't want that to linger. And then – you know, I guess his thinking is I can just string this along the entire year and then go crush it at the combine or crush it in individual workouts. But, I mean, if anybody thinks that you've been dealing with a fracture that made you miss your only season of college basketball, I feel like that would be more of a red flag than it would be you know, worth the squeeze of, of trying to not get exposed in college. I don't, I don't know. The whole thing just strikes me as very strange. It's why you would do this. It's why I'm not buying it. But yeah. clearly UK fans are, are 
they're kind of into it. They're kind of into the conspiracy. I don't. I mean, was Sharp injured last year? Where he just wasn't ready to play or something? Did he claim injury? I think he briefly claimed injury because he was. Because I thought it was they couldn't get he. Well, they weren't sure if he was one hundred percent eligible, even though he joined. Like he was practicing with the team, but he was eligible. Okay, because because he was late. Because he was yeah, he was he, he was classified. Yeah, yeah, enjoyed him late. And I thought. I mean, I again, I could be wrong. I just I mean, I'm remembering it wrong. I don't remember if there was an injury issue. I think I it was an injury. And was think, it okay? I think he like joined late, but he 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 was injured. But he was like he was eligible to go. But Cal kind of did this thing where it was like we don't want him to play. You know, we don't want him to risk injury. All this stuff, and yeah. and you know, we're gonna bring him along slowly anyway. And he's learning about, it. and then you know, it became obvious as the season went along. They had kind of a, you know, they had a guard problem, and well, injuries is why they had a guard problem. Yeah. Literally, they needed yeah, him to play. Got up with him, yeah. And then because this was what two years ago, right? And and then he and they ended up not bringing yeah. his eligibility. He was a rookie last year, and they did it under the assumption that he was going to come back and play a full season the year later, and he just he bounced. So I do, yeah. Same same agency, same representation, so it's weird. Yeah, I mean, it's, if you're Kentucky too, I mean, it's, it's you take away him. You, you mentioned the the Uga guy. I mean, who other big men do you have? I think that's it. I mean, again, they've got seven scholarship players right now. It's five of them are freshmen, right? Or five six? of them. Five yeah. of them are freshmen. Well, they just said well, they've got eight. Eight. eight now, they had the, the wing kid from Cali from right? Overtime Elite. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like a three star. I mean, I wouldn't like, like start doing backflips over it, but still, you never know. He's a body. Well, they got the, the student managers like six ten that they're trying to add. <laughs> These are interesting times. I mean, as long as he's healthy at this point, might as well put him out there, right? I guess, yeah. At, at this point, did we did we maybe avoid a, uh, a, a a stress stress in our own factor for uh, not getting Bradshaw? If this is like, I mean, how annoying would it be if he'd pick Lobo and he'd just be injured and we'd never see him play? It would be annoying, especially if like they got Wagner and we got Bradshaw and we're like, know. yeah, we'd rather have the, the big man and then he just didn't play and DJ played for UK. That would have been annoying. Yeah, that would just been just aggravating so much all year long. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, a couple of recruiting notes to get to. A big weekend for Jeff Brom and company once again. We'll talk about the prospects that they're welcoming in. We'll take some texts from you guys as well on the Thornton Stacks line at 502 414 1450. Mike Weatherford Show rolls on next here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Sit just one game out of first place in the National League Central Division. It feels so good. That I like. Feels good. <laughs> now, I was going to say we could wake up tomorrow and have a situation where the Reds are tied for first, but that's not actually true because the oh. Pirates and the Brewers are playing in a series this weekend. The Pirates are in first place by a half game over the Brewers and by a game over the Reds. So even if the Reds beat the Astros tonight, either the Pirates or the Brewers will be 
yeah, they're one game or a half game ahead of them still tomorrow morning. So, but still, you're going to get some losses on one of those teams. That's good. And hopefully the Reds can you know, maybe salvage another series against the Astros. We'll see. Well, that's awesome news. Oh, I learned something yesterday. Good. Okay, so we had a discussion yesterday about chicken pox, remember? We did. Things. And so so my buddy, uh, I mentioned, uh, one of our great listeners say, he's out of town with his wife and his youngest. They're on, doing a vacation this week. Nice. And uh, his oldest, Taylor, he's, he's 20, 20, 21. Uh, he's, uh, he's staying at the house by himself. So say he's like, you might, you might maybe sneak over there and see, make sure he's not, you know, you're not doing anything too debauchery. And I'm like, I'll try. So, like, example, I went, so I went over there last night just for a mess stop by on the way home. And uh, he was just getting home. And Were I was, you secretly hoping that there was a lot of stuff going on? <laughs> I'm, I'm having a conversation here, <laughs> Michael. Just not relevant to the discussion. <laughs> Neither erroneous. Erroneous. So sorry. Continue. So I asked him as I, I was like, "You were born in like you know 2001 or whatever it was. I can't remember. He's 21. Maybe he's 20. I forget. Uh, he's up there. And I was like, "Did you ever have chicken pox?" And he was like, "No, I've never had them." It's like he's like, "I guess. So I guess you know when we talked about getting the shot and kids." Born especially post, you know, definitely like 98, 99, 2000. He never had it. And he's like, no, I've never had it. Yeah. And I was like, where were you? Why are you getting home? So I was at a shorty's house. Uh, and I was like, kids still say shorty? Oh, I didn't he's know like, that either. Yeah, he's like, it's making a comeback. I'm like, that's awesome. It's retro now. It's vintage. Yeah. I was like, what about Cool Beans? He's like, it wasn't cool then, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, damn. Okay. But shorty's making it so you can say shorty again. If you have a shorty that you don't show love. Oh, yes, son. I'm talking to you. You are you were you shorty or a boo? I mean, I was neither. <laughs> I was white. <laughs> I was not. Al- I was not allowed to say those things when can I was 14. You, can you years not old. see me through the window? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever looked I at know, me? I know it's dark in here, but that's just that's the lighting. It's not me. Thirteen-year-old <laughs> Mike was not calling up seventh-grade girls. And be like, hey, shorty. I probably was. You got that math homework? I was there in my in my trust Brewell jersey. Like, what a girl. <laughs> <laughs> you all that and a side of chips. <laughs> hey, girl. You come here often? She's like, school? Playground? <laughs> We're 14. This is a doctor's office. It's <laughs> <laughs> your first time here? First time here? <laughs> uh, anyway, that's, that's good to know. We have a... So, yeah. We also have, you know, we usually my sister house sits for us. But she's been dealing with some medical stuff recently, so she doesn't feel up to it. So we've got a, a kid that Mary used to babysit for. Like, it's come full circle. Now he's like a senior in college. He's going to stay at our house. I'm like, oh. That's right. It makes you feel old. I changed Taylor's diapers. It's- <laughs> it, yeah, stuff like that happens all the time. Mary also, she, I know, like, we always, everybody our age will get caught in this trap where it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I feel so old. You know, Jameer Nelson Jr. is playing college basketball oh, God, and all this stuff. Yeah. Mary's the like, – She's worse than anybody that I know, though. She's like, she refuses to acknowledge about aging, and it's just, and it's constant. It's not like you know her. Her she, cousin will turn forty five one year, and then like the next year, she's like, "Can you believe like she's she's forty six now?" I'm like, "Yeah," because you said I can't believe she's forty five a year ago. That's the way that aging works. Now Mary's not gonna be one of those ones where she's she's turning forty and she's telling everybody she's thirty eight, right? I think Mary legitimately forgets her age. Like she's she'll be like, she'll be like "I can't believe I'm thirty six. I'm like, "Well, we're both thirty eight, so that's not <laughs> not true. She doesn't do it intentionally. She's just like she. Like, I when we first started dating, uh, we weren't. We've been dating for a little bit. We're the same age, right? Yeah, we. Are, I'm four months older than she is. Okay, same same year. Yeah, okay. we're the same. But so we went to like 
I guess like the, within the first year we were dating, we went to the, uh, the the Louisville Siena game that was so close in the second round of the NCAA tournament in Ohio. Oh yeah, and she held this sign. She, she bought the sign that said "T will T will rock you," and like T will acknowledged it. And so the, the New York Times right up of the game said a woman in the crowd held a sign that said "T will T will rock you" and like blah blah. blah. And I was like, oh, I was like, you got to mention the New York Times. That's very cool. And she's like. I don't like that they referred to me as a woman. And I was like, I was like, we're 23. I'm like, like what, what do you want me to say, girl? Wouldn't well, it have been better if she said the dude? I know. I was like, <laughs> I, anybody over the age, over Some the age guy. Of, anyone over the age of 17, according to the AP style book, like is referred to as a woman. You are technically a woman. You hit 18. She's like, well, I don't like it. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't think they care if you don't like it. I'm sorry. I was wondering, where, where, yeah, where's the borderline of like, were you using like girl, boy, man, woman? 18. I mean, is it 18? Yeah. You are officially a man when you hit like it's why. Well, but not if you're Jewish, you hit, you hit manhood at like 13, right? Well, I mean, not legally though. <laughs> it's why <laughs> high school basketball state turn is the boys' basketball state tournament, and then college it's men's and women's NCAA tournament. Okay, yeah, I got it. That's there's the line, but yeah, she Mary, Mary refuses to acknowledge age. She's like, I can't believe it. I'm like, well, I don't know what to tell you. She's like, aging sucks. I'm like, it's not going to get any better. No, no, it's not. I'm trust me when you, I mean you're on, when when the kids get into the teenage years, and I know you got a little ways for that, but I mean I'm surprised you don't have friends with that. Maybe had kids a little younger than you did. I've got one who's now has a 13 year old. Yeah, I mean, it, it is weird. Like he I, showed up one day, like, you know, because like we see them decently, but you know they'll they will go. They're busy. They got a 13 year old kid. They'll go. We'll go a couple months without seeing him. And one time, my buddy Jim's son Ben just like showed up at an event. Like it was recently, and he's like. Bigger than all of us, and his voice is really deep. I was like, "How did this happen?" I know I'm only a few. I guess I mean, yeah, maybe I guess I was my generation like more kids in high school than yours. I guess I don't know. I didn't have a friend who had a kid in high school. I, like I, I mean, I had a friend, but like, <laughs> was not like a, he was not like a close friend. I mean, I had two buddies who both did. My neighbor, I mean, my neighbor's a grandfather now. His daughter Taylor, uh, I know yes, two Taylors. One's a boy, one's a girl. His daughter Taylor, though, she had her first kid at 21. There you go. And he, he's grandfather. I mean, my buddy Zach, who's, I mean, he passed away. His daughter was, he had his first daughter when he was 16. Uh, and I've known him since we were, I knew it, we met when we were 15, 16 years old. So, uh, yeah, it's just, yeah. Even you. I mean, I, I've got people, yeah, I know people that multiple that have their kids that are like in college now. I was like, my buddy Tobias, he's, his two, he's got two that are both sophomores in college and he just found out he's about to have a, have a fourth. The days are long, Trav, but the years are fast. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, AC Slater. On every parent Instagram story ever made, the days are long, but the years are fast. Uh, we got a, a Wyndham Clark has finished his round at the Los Angeles Country Club. Shot three under sixty-seven. I'm very Wyndham. That puts him in first place alone for the time being at nine under par. But we're still waiting to see the the current leaders. The, the, I guess the yesterday's leaders, Ricky Fowler and Xander Shoffley, tee off. That's going to happen at four thirty-two for Fowler and four fifty-four for Shoffley. Harris English has finished his round. He is seven under for the tournament, two shots back. Dustin Johnson shot an even par 70. He is three shots back at six under and tied with Rory McIlroy, who is one under for the day, six under for the tournament, and just wrapped up uh, his 15th hole. Shout out to Rory. We love you. Keep holding the line. Yeah, Rory. He won the Masters, right? Rory McIlroy? Yeah. I don't believe he's ever won the Masters. Just what's his only major? He won like the PGA or something. No, he's won. He's won multiple. He won because he won the PGA at Louisville when it was here. Oh yeah, maybe that's why I recognize the name. In two thousand four, he's the guy with along with Tiger and Tiger and the other dude. He's won every major, I think, besides the Masters. Okay, and I want to say he's won like the British twice, or maybe the PGA twice. 
but he's won he's won at least four, maybe five majors, but never the Masters. Is the Masters both the hardest and most prestigious? It's not the hardest. It's but the most prestigious. It's probably the most prestigious. The U.S. Open is usually the hardest, although this course is kind of getting torched a little bit. Masters, well, I guess, can't be, wouldn't be the hardest because it's also it's the, it's the only course that stays the same every year, right? Yeah. Now, they have changed You'd the course a little bit. you kind of figure it out. They, they've changed it a little bit over the years to make it somewhat tougher after Tiger and now the, the long-hitting generation have changed the game a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the scores, people don't go as low there as they were like 10 years ago. But it's U.S. Open is typically the toughest. The PGA is typically the easiest, and then I mean the the British is just it's so different. Yeah. Links golf is just different than the, the other three majors, and then the Masters. It's, it's I think for most golfers, they'd say the Masters is like the big one. That's the only one you get a, like a jacket though, too, right? You get the green jacket. You don't. You don't. You get just get trophies with the other three. I think that, yeah, that's right. You get the Watermaker Trophy for the PGA. I don't know what the U.S. Open. I don't know what it's called. The British opening, I think, is the Claret Jug. I know it's a trophy. I remember seeing Greg Norman holding the trophy. Holding it. I, just... I know what it looks like. What is the U.S. Open trophy? I'm blanking. I don't. You're, you're asking me? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm asking. So it's like, why? It's, like, it's a rhetorical question. Okay, good. Because I was like, <laughs> the U.S. Open. Look at this. The U.S. Open trophy has never been named. It's simply called what it is. The U.S. Open trophy. Nice. I like that though. At some Keep point, it's just... simple. Yeah. Now, what would be the tennis equivalent of their ma- of their of like? What's the most prestigious in both artists? Hardest is Wimbledon and, and prestigious. Well, it's different because you're playing against opponents, so it just it just depends on your specific. Like for some players, like clay court, that's doesn't fit your game as well as grass court or hard court. That's what I was thinking. Because is it Wimbledon's the clay court, right? No, Wimbledon's grass. Oh, okay. French oh, Open is clay, clay okay. and then Australian and U.S. Open are both hard courts. And which was wasn't it one that like Sampras was like dominant on clay, but wasn't as good on everything no. else? No, uh, Sampras. No, exact opposite. Sampras okay. was dominant on grass and good on hard courts, but not as good on clay. Which is the, you, people with big serves they thrive on hard court and grass court. Gotcha. So like Federer was dominated Wimbledon, but struggled at the French. I mean, Rafael Nadal's won the French what thirteen times. He's outrageous on clay. So what would be their pecking order of trophies then? I know Wimbledon, you get the the plate. You get the plate. Yeah, I know that. I think it depends, though. It's like I think I think it's less clear. I think Wimbledon's probably the most prestigious. I guess you would already prestigious, not hard. But there are some tennis players who are like, I like the U.S. Open the most. I'd, I'd rather win that one. There are some who say like the French, but I feel like most people would say Wimbledon's the. It's like their Masters. It's very similar as far as like, you know, they make the players wear all white. I guess it has all these crazy rules, and it's so hard to get like to be a patron of the tournament and all this stuff. Like Wimbledon's very much a exclusive club and. All that stuff. Like so it would be like the Masters. I think Wimbledon is the equivalent of the Masters for tennis. Got you. I'm, this is why I learned. This is why I have you around. That's fine. I can't think of any other sport that bored me enough to ask you about, though. But, yeah, that's okay. Thornton Sex on 502-414-1450. Texture says, what happens first? Lord. A beer can is launched onto the midcourt of Rupp Arena or a beer can is launched onto the midfield midfield of Kroger Field? Oh. Well, <laughs> I don't think I don't think you'll get either, right? I mean, if, first I would say probably football, more than likely. Because are they so are they selling beer at Rupp Arena now too? Are they? I, that's the, that was curious about that too because I thought the announcement was only for football. Yeah, it was for football. And I mean, I, and also, I mean, odds are you're not going to get a can anyway. They're going to pour it into a oh, no, here glass. This is, glass. We, two hours ago, Mitch Barnhart has just announced that alcohol, beer, and seltzers will be sold at UK sporting events this fall and spring. Kroger Field and Rep Arena oh, and wow. everywhere else. Enjoy. Okay. 
I, I do like I love your idea of this just being like like they just can't handle it like the first oh, no. the first ball state noon game <laughs> Sam drunk. it's just people are like just fights flares going off in the crowd like a European soccer game just fans fighting everywhere just, you get one shot up someone doing like the kumbaya together like oh, like three or four just swaying they back they pan to the crowd it's like twenty people just bare knuckle boxing and then two people just banging on the side like just just. Sex out in the open. I saw two two bikers having sex on the on the twelfth hole. That was just a putt when the thing's going on. They're trying to play the game in the background. It's just fires erupting in the crowd. Like, wow, we should. Mitch is like, I told you, I knew it. It's a guy squeezing his nipples like in. <laughs> They're not doing that in the in the luxury boxes. Uh, I mean, I, I think it would be hilarious. But I'm I'm going. Uh, the football game seems the more likely venue. Yeah, boy, if it was to happen, I would that say. will change things at Rupp Arena, though. Like, like I remember, so I went to the game in every time I've ever been to Rupp Arena, I've forgotten. I, I guess, I guess because football, you know it. You, I feel like it's so well known when you go to a stadium that doesn't sell alcohol. You just like I'm always aware of the situation. Plus, you get a tailgate in. But I went to the game in what ended up being the, the COVID canceled season, so December of 2019. It was a game we lost in overtime. Okay. Uh, we should have won. But you know, we yeah. like we went there, we got there, I went with my buddy Mark, who's who's coached the show a couple of times. And I'm thinking, you know, we, we got there early, go have a couple of drinks at a local bar and then walk to into Rub and grab a couple of drinks there and sit there, get the ambiance. And then I walk in, I just like totally forget they don't sell alcohol. We both had forgotten. And it was yeah, I was like, well, that's they, a buzzkill, it just sucks. Now they have the bars like in the hotel bars right outside. They've got the, the, like, the, the connected hotel yeah. and those are always just packed. I know. I, I, again I only I haven't been to I went I, I went to the the game, the first round game up there in fourteen, but like the last UK game I went to was in nine. Like I've told this before, was the you know against Georgia Tech. And I do remember my uncle like hitting the hit the bar, hitting that bar before we went in. Yeah, and that was, but I mean that was that was ninety six because it was yeah Stephon Marbury and Matt Harping Georgia Tech. Marbury got hit in the face and didn't play the second half. I did like God. I cannot talk. You about all right today? You got the little. Thankfully, little, I got the cough button. Scrunchy throat there. I can't. It was, I was outside mowing the yard. Air quality is terrible. Just killing me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see it. Like, what do you mean you don't see it? I don't see it like any different outside, like the air quality, like from Canada. Well, you don't like, have to see it. It's just, it's, it's I don't bad feel for your it. Lungs. Um, well, how often are you outside? Well, I drive with my window down. <laughs> there you go. I did the, when I was at the doctor yesterday, my doctor did the, like, you know, the stethoscope on the chest and the back and breathing. And, like, when I breathe, like, this is me breathing. Oh, that's me. It's, I, know, I sound like you, except I don't get the benefit. Like, I don't do anything to. I don't smoke. So she that was. That sucks. I know. It's yeah, like, all the, all the- I've had a smoker's cough <laughs> since I was like nine, and I've never smoked. But she, she was. Light one up, dude. She was doing the whole thing where she's like, I get alarmed every time I listen to you breathe, and then it takes me a second to realize, oh yeah, he just always sounds like this. I'm like, well, can you fix it? Can somebody do something for me? Have we talked about your sleep? Have possibly having sleep apnea? No, but I probably have. I don't. I've never slept well, and I'm sure. Has I'd, Mary ever said that you stop breathing in your sleep sometimes? No. Well, so I I did like when I first got sick. It was like a common thing. Like I would wake up just gasping, but then yeah. I, I I've looked into it. And, like everybody else who was dealing with this had the same thing, but no, it, it never happened to me before. I've never had a big snoring issue. Snoring's um, another. Yeah, snoring's the big right. giveaway. Normally, but I, I've never had a big. But Mary's such a hard sleeper. Like I don't think she would even know. Like she. Like, I, I'm a very light sleeper. She's a very hard sleeper. I mean, I w- it didn't come to my attention. I was in the hospital for, for uh, my mom. My gallbladder. I freaked out the nurse. They thought I died. Like They were like, you, you haven't you stopped breathing for like 20 seconds. So like, I, was, I was like, did I really? I was like, I, I mean, and I guess because in my household, yeah, growing up, my grandparents, my grandmother, like, was a loud snorer. 
very loud, which made it very easy for me to sneak out to, by the way. I think that's why I like having the Cocker Spaniel wailing around, because he's a loud snort. It reminds me of my days of my grandma being at the house still. <laughs> God, I'm still coughing. You I, okay? I just made you laugh I know. Hard. Yeah, it was, that was it. It was good. It was that fun. was a good joke. I did like, so I, speaking of the doctor, as I was driving home, I turned on kerosene, was listening. It was like the replayed show from 9 to 11. Still and they were talking about how already... Like the announcement wasn't even 24 hours old. Like this is a celebratory thing for UK. This is when they just thought it was football, and they were getting texts on the text line for people who were like, "Just Bud Light, Miller Light, and Seltzers. Come on! Like I want my country boy brew." And they're like, "We've waited for this for 30 years. You can't be like maybe later we can do this, but like yeah, they're not going to have the exact type of beer that you like. It's it's a football game. Are, are they going to sell Bud Light and Coors Light at the uh, UK? Or is that, I, I think that's what it is. Too woke. Wow, that's right. I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's why I'm just curious. Well, not Coors. Well, which, which one did the feminine commercial? Was that Miller or Coors? Bud Light had the... the I know Bud Light hired... back with Mulvaney or whatever on the bottle. Yeah. And they, then they, they, people they, got pissed at Miller Light for doing a commercial, too. Okay, so I couldn't remember the... We, I think it was Miller. Well, by the way, Bud Light hired the, the trans, like, CO or something. Was that... that, that yeah, they it? had, like, a uh, yeah training, like, CO or something like that, I guess, which really ticked people off. I don't... Like, who cares, but... I mean, if you're going to be mad at Bud Light and not want to drink it, just don't drink it because it tastes nasty. I do love that another Anheuser-Busch brand, like, supplanted. Oh, that's great. Supplanted at the top. You ever watch, like, the 30 for 30 on Boz when he's talking about the shirts? And he, he they made all these shirts, like, these anti-Denver the Denver fans bought all these shirts about, like, hating Boz and Boz sucks. He was like, his son goes, didn't that bother you? He goes, no, my company made them. <laughs> like, they, they bought all these shirts up to, like, to talk trash to me, and I made a killing off of it. Yeah, but no, I, w- at least what TJ was saying on the show was that it was just going to be, I think I think it was Bud Light, like Miller Light, and then Seltzers was it. But, like, you know, at Louisville games, you'll have, the, they'll have, like, a, a couple of tents set up where you can get, like, I don't know, like, like BBC beer or, or, you know, Blue Moon or something like They have a couple of different, like, sort of IPA varieties. But, you know, you, you got to wait, and it costs more. If you just want standard Bud Light, standard Miller Light, you can just go to the whatever vendor. Like, that's that's the way it works most. If you're going to sell Bud Light, you can sell Budweiser, right? I'm, 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 that's, yeah. that's my beer choice. I feel like the three that they always have on tap are, like, Bud Heavy, Bud Light, and then I want to like say random, Coors Light. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm not it's sure. so weird that, like, if you're watching, like, like uh, Smoking a Bandit, how Coors Light was illegal in, this, in, 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 in Kentucky until, like, the early 80s. Oh, I did not know that. That was the whole plot line is they were smuggling Coors Light uh, from from west from the west coast to to, uh, to Texas. It was illegal to sell like Coors Light beyond like the outside of the western like Colorado area. Hmm. I forget why. It's something to do with refrigeration wise. But yeah, you couldn't get Coors Light until like the mid early eighties. I did not know that. Did not know that. Yeah. Right, let's go. Well, you know. Well, there you go. We'll take our last break. We'll come back. What will we know in the hour number three? We'll find what out. What will I teach you? We'll find out after the break. <laughs> it's the Mike Rutherford Show. Five o'clock hours next here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X.
Game Valley. I love all the music you still love the most, that you play the most. Was that you were like nine, ten years old when you were listening to this, right? My love, do you ever dream of candy coated raindrops on the street, my candy rain? Uh, so last night, nothing on TV, right? And I'm strolling through the, the channels, and I land on the very beginning, the start of the new edition story on BET. Okay. Which I don't know if I've recommended it to you. It's actually a very good watch. You've not. Just don't watch it on BET or cable in general because it's three parts, 90 minutes apart. Each each part is 90 minutes long, so it's very long. But, like, for some reason, like, no one does more commercial breaks longer than BET and CMT. It's very the only thing those two will ever have in common, probably. <laughs> And like, for some reason, they both of them like are consistently having like five minute commercial breaks in everything. So a ninety minute like ep- uh, ninety minutes with no commercials is like three hours long on this. So point is, is that I started watching it. I've seen it before, and if you have for a TV movie, it's really good. I think, and I found out it's on Paramount. I think so. I was like, I went on there and I just ended up watching all three parts all last night, all in a row. Okay. But uh, it's got Wood Harris in it. He, he plays like their manager, their like early that. manager. Uh, they, the the one black kid from Stranger Things is in it. He plays a little Ricky Bell. Um, oh, so this is like relatively new. Oh, it, no, it can't. Well, it actually came out in 2017. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but it start. I mean, it follows them just like from when they meet and like the projects in Boston to, you know, all the way going up to being teenagers and Bobby Brown's just wackiness, you know, off the stage and on and. All the way up to their their reunion tours they did um, back in like the late nineties, which I went to. Look at you, yeah. And they've done one now recently again. But yeah, it's it's actually yeah. I don't. You would never be able to get through it because it's so long. I mean, you're talking what four and a half hours That's of content, lot. yeah. But if you're out there and you do have the time and you do have the patience and you like new edition, and I don't know why you wouldn't. They're awesome. Um, it's it's actually a good to watch, yeah. But do it on Peacock. We don't have to go through the commercials. There you go. Uh, last hour of the show here on, uh, on on 1450 The Big X. Uh, we do also have two Racing Louisville tickets to give away. Oh, wow. Weekend. We're going to okay. do that uh, at some point this hour. Racing Louisville, which is on top of the NWSL standings. Oh, it's usual. No, 3-0 win on Wednesday in the NWSL Challenge Cup. They're rolling. Did you watch? So I watched, uh, you said no sports last night. I watched most of the USA-Mexico. Um, oh, I didn't know it was on. It was on Paramount Plus, though. Oh, man. I know, which yeah. sucks. Like, Soccer coverage, I feel like... I was on Paramount watching New Edition. (laughs) (laughs) Why did they tell me? (laughs) But uh, the... It was the CONCACAF Nations League semifinals. Now, the USA will play Canada for the championship. But it was a domination. 3-0. Pulisic scored the first two goals. My boy Pepe scored the the third goal. boy Pulisic right there. He's on the wall We got the doll. We got a little Pulisic. I don't know who put it there. It was a little doll there. We love CP. Oh, he's a man. We, you know, they, there was a huge fight. Man. We had four ejections. They canceled the last. There was twelve minutes of stoppage time. They called it early because the Mexican fans were launching into their homophobic chant that they have been warned a million times not to do. It, the game had everything. Um, was it, who was it? Uh, they have a homophobic champ. Yeah, champ. They've, they've been doing it for a, a long time. Uh, and I'll they get to Google. I don't should I Google it or just wait and you tell me off the air. Well, it's in Spanish, so. 
but I can oh. t- I can tell you what it means off the air. Okay, but, I never heard, maybe I've heard it and I just didn't realize it was someone public. Though. It's like the, they've they've been warned like many times. Like you can't do this. We're gonna call games, and, and it happened again last night when they were already getting their ass kicked. Uh, yeah. Weston McKinney got his jersey ripped like mm-hmm. at one point and was like mocking the, the Mexican fans. They threw a bunch of stuff on him. It was a wild scene. But Mexico is kind of they're in a total state of disarray. You know they've been. I feel like the stronger of the two CONCACAF powers for the bulk of my life, even though you know we've had some some good years. And but lately we've just we've dominated them. We're owning the rivalry. It feels good. And you know they hate that. Yeah, we're rolling along. And then I don't know if you saw like I I hadn't really heard the buzz until last night. But we're bringing back Greg Berhalter to coach the national team again, which seems very strange. He's going to have another run uh, through the 2026 World Cup. But I was like, if we're beating Mexico three nothing without a coach, why don't we just <laughs> stay without a coach? Let Pulisic coach the damn team. <laughs> we're fine. But it's weird because he's got this, you know, this very strained relationship with like like one of the biggest stars in American soccer, who now has gotten even better uh, with Gio Reyna. Like he like didn't play much in the last World Cup, and there was like he basically Bearhalter got caught leaking stories and saying publicly that Reyna was just a bad practice player, had a bad attitude, and all this stuff, and. Reina's family went nuts about it, and you know, it was just it seems strange now that you're bringing him back after all that. But they're gonna have to let bygones be bygones because Reina's is is very good. So I don't know. It's it's a weird timing. It's a weird thing. But that kind of came out. They sort of news dumped it during the game. <laughs> it's like we're beating down Mexico. Also, we're bringing back Berhalter, and people were like, okay, well, that seems seems kind of strange. But I did enjoy watching that. Always love a good. I'm horrible at remembering the names of our our managers. Yeah, well, that's that's one, Greg Berhalter. Was that the was that the German guy? No. Didn't we in that who we had? Didn't we have a guy that used to coach Germany and we were like, oh yeah, he won in Germany. Yeah. We did and he sucked. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. He sucked. I feel like we get excited about whoever like the the, the, the I feel like we bring in the old like recycled European coaches and it never works. Because it never works the way you know, we, we get our hopes up too high. Like we're like, you know, this guy is going to, you know, He's going to lead us to the same type of success that we had in, in Germany. Jurgen Klinsmann is going to be like the – yeah, he's going to win World Cups for us. And then when it doesn't happen, we're like, oh, okay. Bruce Arena kind of – you know, he was he was, he was was good, right? Okay. Better better last, better fake last name, Arena or player? Bruce Arena, Gary Player. <laughs> get a name off. But props to the U.S. men's national team. Let's go win the whole thing now. But they, they, what sucks about getting the two red cards is now both those players can't play in the final. So that sucks. Is Pulsic best American soccer player ever? He's trending towards that way. I mean, I know, sure. I, I know. I mean, I mean, because I'm not saying the bar is not really set like the highest. I mean, before him would have been what is it, Landon Donovan? Uh, I mean, because I'm trying to think of it. I don't. I can't remember. Can't think of team. I mean, other than Tony Mioli from the eighty like the ninety four team, I can't remember anybody like Brian McBride. That doesn't ring a bell. Tab Ramos, remember him? He was a beast. No, it doesn't ring a you bell. Remember Tab Ramos? You get, no. you get drilled by the Brazilian when we were hosting the World Cup, when we were playing Brazil in the the the, in the knockout stages. It got a, should have been a red card. They didn't call it. And we ended up losing. No, the McBride rings a bell, but that cost me thinking of like uh, Clint Dempsey would be way. Oh, up there. Clint Dempsey. Well, yeah, he played a while too. Probably Dempsey or Donovan. But then they played together for the most part. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, because you can't think was it. I mean, who would have been the best in the seventies? Do you name anybody from like our seventies or eighties? Really? No, I mean that's not up my eye. I mean, Tim Howard. If you want to talk about goalkeepers, like well, he, he yeah. played in the Premier League. Like he was, he might be the best. I mean, the goalkeepers. I can remember. I can name two goalkeepers. I mean, I can't name as many regular players, but I mean, Tim Howard played. I think soccer guys can correct me. I believe he played for Manchester United, which is yeah, that's pretty big. Basically, like the Yankees. That's kind of as no, big I, as it gets. Uh, yeah, I know that is. Um, but I think but, I think no, Tony Mioli played for the Jets. 
New York Jets? Yeah, he was he, he was our kickoff guy one year. <laughs> I kind of I don't think I remember that. He all he did was kickoffs. That's all he did. Like he I don't even know he made a team actually. He just moved it preseason. But I think, and once again, people who follow soccer way more than I do can feel free to correct me. I believe that Pulisic is trending to be probably the best American soccer player of all time, which makes it for exciting times moving forward. And I don't know why we're bringing back Greg Berhalter, but whatever. <laughs> Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sex Line. Let's talk a little about the recruiting that's happening right now. I know this is not the, the sexiest topic to get into in the 5 o'clock hour, but what do you want me to do? It's 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 June 16th. There's not a whole lot going on in UofL sports. We already talked about the the new deals for three UofL coaches and Josh Hurt's comments about Dan McDonald and the facilities and how we're going to have the biggest athletic budget that we've ever had this upcoming athletic season. All of that's great, but it's not. You know, there's, only, there's only so much you can get out of that. So let's talk a little recruiting. Okay. Uh, we've got thank you. I can sexy it up if you like. How would you do that? Just voice. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Come on, read it. (laughs) All right. Would you like to have football or basketball first? I'm thinking basketball on this one. Okay. Uh so the (laughs) the <laughs> Current direct contact period has just started for the 2025 class. And I think it was yesterday. So you Kenny Payne and company are reaching out to a lot of kids. Yeah, please don't use the music for this. I mean, we, <laughs> we can finally contact high school sophomores. Well, these are kids and so so for real, it's a bunch of kids. I mean, yeah. So we know that uh, <laughs> seven players have received calls from Kenny Payne or somebody on the U of L staff since this contact period opened. Four star forward EJ Walker. Five-star combo guard Jasper Johnson, four-star point guard Jeremiah Fears, four-star center, and I have no idea how to say his last name, but I hope he commits here just so you have to. Francis Chukwu Debelu, Chewbacca, uh, an unranked point guard named Ty Price, a four-star shooting guard named Bryce Hurd, and then three-star point guard Caden Magwood. Now, of note, three of those players, Walker, Johnson, and Price, are all Kentucky high school state players. And Magwood is originally from Louisville and then transferred to Oak Hill Academy. So those are the players that we've reached out to. Now, if you're wondering offers, because it, it's cool, you, you talk to a coach, whatever, let's talk offers. Kenny Payne has only extended offers to five prospects in the class. Um, Jasper Johnson's one of them, the five-star combo guard from La Lumiere in Indiana, which is you know, giving us some players. Most recently, Caleb Glenn transferred there for his his senior year from Mail. Jerry Easter from Las Vegas. Uh, I, I take it back. I, I messed that up. Jasper Johnson's from Laporte, Indiana. Jerry Easter's from La Lumiere. They're both from Indiana. Both La Indiana Lumiere. boys. Uh, Chris Nuwali, who's a power forward from Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas, the powerhouse school out there. Uh, Nicholas Randall, who's from St. Louis. And then Malik Thomas, who's a point guard at the uh, famed Lincoln Park High School, except it's not that Lincoln Park. It's Lincoln Park in Pennsylvania. So those are the five scholarship offers that we've made. Doesn't sound that cool to me. (laughs) Do you know what does sound cool? What's that? Top of the ninth. Down five to two. Five to three. TCU. Is now down six to five after a Oral Roberts home run in the in the ninth inning to take. I the forgot lead. that was starting today. Yeah, they just hit a, a bomb in the top, a three run top of the ninth bomb to take the lead six to five. Hey oh, it's against TCU. I thought it was against LSU when I was watching it for a second because I saw LSU purple. plays Tennessee. I know that. Yeah, and then, but it's TCU, so 
Uh, bottom of the knife right now, one on uh, for TCU, but they're down six to five. Okay. The home run, I mean, the dude is going nuts. Is he? Yeah. I mean, expectantly so. Though, we need right? more home runs at Omaha. We do. I don't know. It's gotten a little bit better in recent years, but we need the long ball needs to return more. Uh, on the football side of things, U of L hosting 13 recruits this weekend. And we're going to get them all. From the 2024 class. We already have six of them. We'll get what we'll just get ones we want because football. We do what we want. Six of the players are already members of the 2014 recruiting class. Uh, Deuce Adams, the quarterback who recently got bumped up to a four star according to rivals, he's going to be in town. TJ. Uh, no, I mean, it's Duke. I'm sorry. You're right. I was going to say, I thought it was running back. That's Duke was the running back. Duke we just was, got Duke Thomas yeah, from, right, right. Yeah, over the weekend. Uh, TJ Capers, the highest ranked commit in the history of Louisville football. Yep. Going to be in town this weekend. Uh, Sean Boykins, the highest rated prospect in the state of Kentucky, the wide receiver from North Harden. He's going to be in town. Isaac Brown, the five foot nine running back out of Homestead, Florida. He'll be here. Noah Carter, defensive end out of Arizona. He's going to be here. And then uh, Ashton Hampton, safety from Tallahassee, Florida State University School, is going to be here. Oh, just going in their back backyard and taking their guys. Suck it. Beautiful. Suck it. Uh, a lot of other kids. Uh, Dylan Messman's the other commit who's going to be in town, the tight end, who picked us over uh, a bunch of schools from Michigan. He's one of the top-ranked tight ends in the entire country. Uh, out of this group of 16, four, or th- 13, I should say, four of them are ranked in the top 400 in the class, overall players. So another big weekend. Let's get it done. Let's land the kids that we don't haven't already landed. It's uh, it should be fun. It should be a good weekend. Let's go, Jeff Brom and company. Keep Brian away from these kids. Let everybody else just do the recruiting for you. And keep if you can just get me half as excited for the basketball team as I am for the ball team. I would. I don't think I could be able to like contain contain myself. The only other piece of, of news on the football front right now is we've added a game for the 2028 season. We are going to play the Murray State Razors. Sucks for Murray State. Sucks for Murray State. Get that money though, and get that ass whooping. I don't. I don't hate doing the whole. Like people get mad about the buy games. I mean, winning football games is cool. Like I'm. I'm, I'm fine. With, we play. We play tough games. We're, we're, we're always going to have one tough non-conference game, even if Kentucky sucks. You know, we've we've kind of established that. Let's make sure we win the other two games. Let's not do the James Madison thing. Let's if, if we're going to play a buy game, play Murray State. Don't play James Madison. I'm for that. It seems straightforward to me. Speaking uh, of Murray State, did you see John Morant suspended for the first 25 games? Of the is that what he got? Season? I don't know if that was official or not. I saw 25 s- games. That's a lot. What did he get for the first? What did he get for the first one? Like 10 games or something? I don't. I mean, I think he just took like he. I think he was only suspended for like five games. But he, he took like a leave of absence, like went and got help, and then you know, came back and did the same thing like almost immediately. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, is it me? This seems like way too excessive for like. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying I'm. Not, it's it, a dumb thing to do, but I'm kind of with. Yeah, but 25 games. I mean, by comparison, I mean, I know you look at like the history of the NBA. Like, like Dennis Rodman, like drop kicked a dude in the groin. I don't think he got 25 games. I don't think he did. I don't remember how much that punishment was for. Yeah, I got to see his first game back though. I was in San Antonio for did that. You really? That's good. Yeah, fact. it was kind of cool. Yeah, it was against the Celtics. Um, but the, yeah, I mean, the only time I got to see Dominique too, if you want to call to actually seeing Dominique Wilkins as a Celtic, seeing Dominique, but um, Shell of one to what was, but yeah, I just that seems that doesn't seem. I mean, he didn't. Did he technically break any laws? No. I mean, did he did he technically break any like official rules? I don't know. I mean, that I don't know. I mean, other than the, I mean, you know, it could be frowned upon, obviously, but. 
I don't know. I just, I just, that seems very excessive and sets a bar that, that says me now, like, if a player actually does commit something or does something, like, illegal or wrong, then, I mean, what's to say? I mean, now they got to get, what, 50 games? I guess technically they have, they're like coaches at the college level where they have, and this is in all sports, they have morality clauses in their contracts. And so it's a, it's well, a break that, of the morality clause. That's, a, that, but that's a Grizzly thing, not an NBA thing. Well, no, I think, I think there's a clause with the NBA. So okay. technically, it's still a breach of contract. I guess, but I, it, it does I, seem. Yeah. I mean, it's it's strange to me. I, to me, this is a five game suspension at most. On one hand, though, at like most, yeah, you are really. Just I know. If you're him, though, like you know that this was a big deal when you did it before. No, yeah, well, you're you, stupid. You yeah. know if it's going to happen again, that you're going to be in deep bleep, and he just did it anyway. Like that. That's. But he's also at his house. He's not like in a club or any. He's, at he's his, in a car the second time. Yeah, he's in his driveway. I, I'm not arguing with you. I, I think that I know. I'm just. It's sort of like the we've had this conversation when it comes to like weed rules. Is it silly that that people are getting suspended for weed in certain instances? Yeah, but if that's the rule, like you know, it, it, if the rule is and you stand that much to lose, like don't eat lemonhead candy, but you love lemonhead candy, just don't eat lemonhead candy during the season. Like, I mean, just, you just just don't do it. With the weed thing, no, I don't think any players have actually been public. Paul Pierce, but that was because ESPN and. But you know what I'm saying. That's a different. That's like, yeah. It's a horse we, of a different we, color. I mean, that was more of an argument for the the remember the Olympic sprinter who got tested positive for weed after she'd won, and it was a huge huge deal there. And she said she'd smoked pot to help her cope with the loss of uh, her grandma recently. And, and all no, no one that knows anything about weed would think that weed would help you win a race anyway. Again, these are all <laughs> arguments for that, that were had sense. two years ago, and this okay. is a big story. <laughs> I do vaguely remember that though. Yeah. Yes, I just. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I just. I'm not. I'm not like pro. Pro gun, really. I mean, I could care. I'm, I'm fine with it. I just, I'm pretty much pro anything. I, but just, but nonetheless, I just don't think. Yeah, this seems very excessive, and to me, it's just, it's, it sets a scary precedent too. Because I mean, you start putting that number right there on something like that, then when you have serious things happen, I mean, you're talking about people getting suspended for full seasons. I mean, and that that should be something held up to side for you know choking your coach. Yeah. Last note on the on the U of football front, uh, Phil Still, who's this is his time still in, in this day and age. Phil still still getting some traction with that uh, football yearbook that comes out early summer. He just releases all ACC teams. Five U of L players are on either the first, second, third, or fourth team. Uh, two are on the first team, all ACC. Brian Hudson, the center, nice. and cornerback Jarvis Brownlee are nice. both on the first team. Jamari Thrash. Both transfers. Jam- well, Hudson's not, is he? I thought he came from Virginia Tech. Is that right? I think you're right. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was, yeah. Um, well, not the same wrong with it. I'm just saying. Yeah, you, you got two more coming up here on the second team. Yeah. Uh, wide receiver Jamari Thrash and running back Jawar Jordan are both second team selections. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jawar Jordan was also the fourth team kick returner. Offensive tackle Renato Brown was on the fourth team as an offensive lineman. There you go. So, five, I mean, so four players, but five on teams. Has anyone come more longer way in a shorter distance than Jawar Jordan from like he? he he literally went from one week being as he really even on the roster anymore. We didn't know if he was actually on the team. To now he's just like an impact player. What was the game that he came in? Was it the Duke it was game? Against Syracuse. Was it was it Syracuse? I thought it was Duke it's when he came Two years in. ago against Syracuse, he like ran wild. Like we I mean he played against Duke too, but like we we had just talked on the show. Like we weren't sure he was on the team. Yeah. And he like came in at the end of the game and went nuts. I thought it was Syracuse, the Duke game, though, the blowout Duke game, he also had, like, didn't he have, like, four? He did, games? but like, that was, yeah. I think it was after the. But we hadn't even Syracuse seen, game. but Syracuse game was week one. We didn't see him, like, the rest no, of no, the no. year. He was, th- this is two years ago. Oh, Last okay. year, we knew he was on the team. 
Two years ago was that was the year that we weren't sure he was on the team. But even last year, he didn't play hardly at all. That year, did he? He did. He had almost a thousand yards. I was thinking he came on. Am I, am I mixing the two years up? I guess. I mean, yeah, he played a lot last year. He was he was our best running back for sure. I know he had the big game against Cincinnati or played well against Cincinnati. I don't know why. I guess I'm thinking just two years ago. Yeah, two years ago was the like, is this guy actually on the team? And he came out at the very very end of the season because we didn't play Duke last year. Um, oh, okay. Well, then, then yeah, yeah. yeah he, had, he like right after we had had that conversation, he had a couple of big runs in, in mop up duty against Syracuse, and then played sparingly against Duke in, in the bowl game. And then last year, yeah, he played a lot. He was. Have we been doing this show this long? We have. I know. It, just, it, only, <laughs> it only feels like a very short amount. Yeah, yeah. It's your, it's your, yeah, your Syracuse. Did you mention? Uh, and then it was five. It was the next week against Duke. Yeah. So yeah, he had eight carries in those two games combined for 50, uh, 57 yards. And then Air Force, he had six for 37. Mm-hmm. And one catch. There you go. Oh, I, I mean, I guess I just completely blacked out from last year. <laughs> Good reason, but I mean. It's the Duke game, like we didn't play Duke last year. <laughs> That's, that Duke game was the highlight of Satterfield's career, man. We did beat the extra crap out of them. Although we beat Syracuse pretty bad that, in the game before, too. I think it was 41-3. to three. I mean, if he's playing, we probably, I imagine we did. Yeah, we, we, we got him pretty good. Was was that the what is Satterfield's highlight the Duke game or the UCF game? Probably the UCF game. Well, which one? I beat him twice. Well, the the, the, re- the interception, interception return. return, yeah, which was last year, right? Yeah. No, 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 it was two years ago. Oh, good lord! Did I, I mean where was I like in a weed coma for a whole year and I don't remember? Two years ago, last year we went down there and we beat him on their home field. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I know we did that. Okay, that, yeah, because that's right. The, the interception was at home for us. Yeah, right. Paul, yeah. Paul Rogers went nuts. It was great. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And that was probably the best win we've had in football since like Lamar left. Oh yeah, I, I, I agree to that. Oh yeah, the Syracuse is forty-one to three. Yeah, I told you. That was two wins surrounded by two losses on each side of it. <laughs> Over in Los Angeles, Ricky Fowler has birdied the first two holes of his second round. Ricky, and he now leads. At ten under par, Roy McIlroy wrapped up his round with a three under sixty-seven. He's tied, or he's a, he's tied with Xander Shoffley for third place. Wyndham Clark nine under par is alone in second place. Harris English, that's a real name, yeah, shot a four under sixty-seven as well. He's seven under. Dustin Johnson six under, along with Min Woo Lee. <laughs> Who are you rooting for now? Our boy Paul Barjon, the Frenchman, is uh, is is three under. I'm rooting for Cook Poo. Trevor. <laughs> it's not, it's not how much your mother last night. It's not a real person. <laughs> Here. <laughs> not a real person. Uh, I'm still, I, I, I'm, I'm going for Ricky right now. Uh, Ricky would be Ricky, a good Ricky, now, Ricky hasn't won any majors, right? Or he has won a major. He's but never won a major. Never won a major. He won the, the Players' Championship, which is kind of like the fifth major. And I knew his name before this, which is saying a lot that he's never won a major, and I still know his name. He's a pretty famous golfer, but he's. I know we talked about the relationship stuff. Yeah, he, he's not had. Much success on tour recently. Like I don't, I don't think he's won, and he hasn't won a tournament in like three, four, five years. Who was the getting? You have to always remind me. Who's who's the one that's a d bag? They went to like that Georgia or something. Patrick Reed. Yeah. Okay. I went to Arkansas, right? Georgia. Georgia. Okay. I knew it was SEC school. Is he still relevant? He didn't. He's only like he, he was caught so, his family. He, exactly. So yeah. he went to the live tour as all the kind of a holes did. Kind of doesn't shock me exactly. one bit. Yeah. He was the most obvious choice to, <laughs> yeah. to be a live guy. He's playing in this tournament, but he's not playing particularly well. <laughs> Who is the most surprising live guy to you? Um, oh man. Cuz it seems like you seem Well, now to, it looks like they're going to get John Rom, which is Well, but yeah, but like now it doesn't matter. I'm talking like before the merger. 
I mean, they, they kind of went after like sort of all the usual stuff. Like Phil initially kind of surprised me. I never knew Phil Nickerson was a D bag. Like, I always thought he was supposed to be a good dude. Eh, I mean, he kind of yeah, he kind of played himself that way. Did he? Okay. Uh, maybe I just I don't know. I, I was just something about it. I just always assumed he was a was a was a nice guy. But it could be obviously you know better than I would. I mean, like some of the foreign guys sort of like Mark Leishman sort of surprised me. He seemed okay. like he was kind of. Um, but like the as far as the Americans, it was kind of like at, at that point it was sort of everybody that you expected. Okay, Harold Varner the third kind of surprised me. I was disappointed in H. Yeah, but he calls him, he uses the third in his name. That's kind of a, a d baggy thing to do anyway. I was disappointed in them. But besides <laughs> him, Matthew Wolf maybe he's got a weird swing. Kind of liked him, but he's good name though. He's strange. He's strange. All right, now let's take our last break. When we come back, Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. We'll give away two tickets to tomorrow night's racing Louisville game. Woo-hoo. Blue City is in Phoenix. Uh, looking to take out those boys out there. And I'll sucks for Phoenix. What sucks for Phoenix? Don't know what their team well, is. Uh, they're the, um, the desert dwellers. <laughs> the cactus. The cacti. They are Phoenix Rising FC. That's not even a... They're going to be lowering. Tomorrow night just to play at 10.30 on, p.m. Is that, is that like a play on like the Marvel Comics name? I, I, don't, I don't know. Is it the Phoenix Rising or is that just something before Marvel did it? I don't know. But uh, Racing yeah. Louisville is in action on Sunday against Gotham FC. Four o'clock. We'll give away tickets for that. I mean, Gotham doesn't exist. That's in Batman. What, what conversation are we having here? Well, it's a, it's a New York club. I mean... <laughs> Technically, Lou isn't the city, but yeah, but at least Lou is short for Louisville. I is mean, that the official name. I don't like. I mean, Gotham is that supposed to be New York? And they're just calling it Gotham because like, what, because it's, there's no such thing as Gotham City. No, but it's a it's a New York based club. Mm. Anyways, we, we're giving away tickets to that game. Keep it locked right here if you want those tickets. Uh, we'll be back after the break here on 1450-961, The Big X. You can't wait that week without me. radio show where the guy tell, calls him to tell the story about the scenario of peeing in the pool versus getting out yeah. and then pulling down his pants. And pee- I was trying to see if it was if there were no expletives if we could play on the radio. We, we can't. He's the, but like I hadn't realized that in they're, the... They're, they're a little more less lenient about cursing. Yeah, or less. But I hadn't realized in the hypothetical he uses the name Trevor for the guy. He's like, he's like, he's like so if you're a bloke, he's like, <laughs> say his name's Trevor. It's like, Trevor. He's like, oh, 
that's gross, Trevor. Please get away. He's like, but if he gets out of the pool and pulls down his face, you'd never talk to the bloke again. Like, it's, My it's, name doesn't sound good in, in, Trevor, in Australia. Yeah, it's, Trevor, it's, <laughs> well, he, he says it better than I can, but I I'll show you, I have to show you the clip off air. But uh, this is the final segment well. of the uh, Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. Final segment of uh, for a couple of weeks here as the Rutherfords will hit the road for vacation tomorrow morning, and I'll be out next week, be back on Monday to wrap up June, and then take us into July. And then, my God, what are we going to do for two months until football gets here? You'll find out. What would you do if you walked down the beach in Hilton and saw me? I'd be excited. (laughs) And I'd be like, what? I'd be surprised, but I'd be like, what the hell are you doing here? Well, I was like, what are you going to do now? Well, I might might just, maybe I'll I'll go with you. I won't ride with you, per se, but maybe maybe I'll swing out there on... uh... I've t- I've been in talks with uh, with TJ about maybe doing a golf thing on Wednesday morning in Bowling Green with with KRC guys. Are they having their scramble? Uh, no, well, it's not a scramble. I think they're just doing like a golf outing. Oh, I kind of I wanted to play the biggest golf scramble. Well, I'm I don't know when that's going to happen. We'll, I'll get you t- details on that, and we can get you there. It'll be your first and only time showing up to an event. At I want to play golf. Well, last year wasn't feeling good. It was sick. Yeah, no. I want to play this year. But uh, this time, I think the, the story is they're going up there on Tuesday. They're going to go to a Hot Rods game. The uh, single A affiliate of uh, the Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Okay, and they play in Bowling Green, and then Wednesday is going to be golf. Interesting. I'm I have I'm trying to figure out what I'm, what I'm doing, but you know I may I may go up there with them on Tuesday night. And what I'll do is I'll do the golf thing with them on Wednesday, and I'll just instead of they'll head home, I'll head west or east, and I'll head up to Hilton Head and meet you there Wednesday and get there like when, late Wednesday night, and I'll hang out there Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday with you. Well, now you can't stay with us. Well, I know I'll get a find drone arrangement. No, I'd get my own hotel. I wouldn't stay with you anyway. I'm once you get to a certain age, you don't crash on people's. Yeah, that's, I'm with you there. Yeah, we we've discussed this already. I'm 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 getting a hotel. I'll, but but I, I can hang out. Mary's parents are like he's he's staying where <laughs> with us. I mean, I might get the same hotel you're in. Are you, you're staying at Bright Airbnb, aren't you? No, we're we're staying in a in a condo. Okay, okay. So yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I would think. Because you are staying with the parents, right? We're staying with the parents. Okay. We have two condos. Like we'll we'll stay with Mary's parents, and then Mary's two sisters will stay together. Mary, Laura has a as a, has a kid, and then Mary's other sister is pregnant. Uh, her due date is actually ironically it's, it's Virginia's birthday. I didn't hear any boyfriends with those two sisters. Well, you you, you do. Kaylee's <laughs> <laughs> husband will be there. Okay, one down, one to go. <laughs> but it will be interesting. I'm curious to see if – I'm very concerned now about Kaylee potentially having her baby on Virginia's birthday because Ooh. Virginia's not old enough to handle that well. No, well, no kid is under the age of like 10. No, but her especially. She's <laughs> She will have an attitude about it and we'll have to work around it. I don't know. That, that would be tough. That would actually go on past 10 too because you're talking about yeah. teenage girls, especially if she has another like a girl and that's – Oh yeah, that could be that could be really bad. You might want to have her make sure she holds that. Virginia, this morning, either hold or push one or two right now. This morning, we talked about before. Like we have, so we're gearing up for how we're going to do this car ride, and we've, you know, we've got an iPad that we use for like just desperate when Virginia needs. We just have to have her do something. We got to get something done. So we, we, you know, we're gonna we have this like drawing game that we bought for her to play on the car ride up when she's awake, and it, basically she just it's like Disney characters. She colors them in. And that's fine. Okay. So last night we were doing a little bit of packing and like we had like, you know, she was not tired yet. She took a, she'd fallen asleep during the day. So she wasn't, she's was going to go to sleep late. And so we gave that to her just like to, to get a feel, like, to figure out the game for the, the car ride and play it a little bit. 
Just get a taste. Just, you know, just lock it down. And so she, like, the iPad makes kids crazy. Like, it just, it makes them insane. They get addicted to the iPad. I, we hate giving it to her. Oh, the Cameron says youngest, he, he spends the entire time I'm around him, he's his space. It, it just, it drives kids nuts. Does, yeah, it doesn't change. He's always in the iPad. So this morning, like, immediately when she wakes up, Virginia's like, I want the iPad. Like, I, I, I want to play that game. We're like, well, we're, we're not doing that. Like, you know, we're saving it for the car ride. You were just, you were just letting you play it a little bit last night and all that stuff. And, like, she's, like, going, and she kind of, like, is, Already cranky in the morning, and I'm like, if you're, I'm like, if if this game is going to make you this cranky, if the iPad's going to put you in this mood, then we're going to have to just take it away. We just have to take it away for good. Look at you, Stan. The, the good parenting there. Well, hold on. She goes, if you take away the iPad, I'm gonna be bad. That's the way it works with me. Better that's kidding. An ex- that's an exact quote from a three year old. If you take away the iPad, I'm gonna be bad. That's the way it works with me. And she's throwing it in okay. my face because I, I say that all the time where I'm like I'm like that's not the way it works I'm like I'm like I'm like you listen Props to me Virginia. it works with me and apparently she was telling Madison our babysitter last night something else that I, I always say where I'm just like where I'm like I'm like we're I'm like we're done talking about this I'm like I'm like I'm like we're done the conversation's over and she apparently was like trying to throw that at Madison and Madison wasn't having it but I'm like oh my god this kid's three. We have a long road to eighteen. I don't know how oh, we're gonna yeah, get there. Yeah, teen, yeah, yeah. Middle school and high school years are. Well, if you're lucky, she'll just be the the teenager that ignores you and doesn't want anything to do with you. That might be the better. That might be the the better of two lesser of two evils. She also, I was reading to her and, and her cousin Audrey, who's eight months older, and we were reading the, 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 the she has like these little like princess books, these short stories, and it's basically it's like the story of the Little Mermaid. And at the end, you know, she and Eric end up together and they kiss. And I was like, I was doing the thing where I was like, ooh, they're kissing. And like, ooh. And like, Audrey is like burying her head. She's so embarrassed. Virginia was all about it. Like, just way <laughs> into it. And I was like, so, I'm like, this is this is going to be terrible. She's just going to be a little mommy. That's bad. She's, she's going to be just that's like Mary. Scary. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. I don't, I don't, I don't want to deal with this. I mean, what are you going to do? You don't have air to lose. She's going to make so You're many. She's going to become an alcoholic at like 49. She's going to crush the souls of so many boys growing up. And it's just, I mean, I feel terrible. Like, she's going to bring, like, she's gonna, I have a boyfriend, like a little eighth grade boyfriend, and he's going to be so excited, and she's just going to absolutely stomp uh, on his heart. Mike, have you thought about what you're going to tell the, the, the poor, uh, broken souls of the, of, 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 of middle school kids that are on your front lawn, like serenading your, her window, but she has nothing to do with them? Uh, have you have you thought about what you're going to tell these kids? I'm going to be like she's she's, gonna turn, she's going to be like this until her early twenties. I'm turn, like I, I don't know what to tell you. Turn the sprinklers on them. <laughs> she, she's I I get it. Trust me, but she's <laughs> she's going to kill you. She's going to crush you. This is the way it is. I was like, oh man, it, it's not that this isn't the way that it works. I don't with know me. why. Like, I you're three. I picture you as a dad like Phil from Modern Family, like wanting to be cool with the boyfriend. Like, what, what up, Dylan? No, I don't, I don't think that'll be me. I don't, you never know for sure. That's true. I mean, who knows? I, you never know how you're going to be. Like, I didn't know how I was going to be as a dad five years ago. Yeah. And I don't know. I have no idea how I'm going to be five years from now. I could be just complete curmudgeon-y. I don't know. Or I could be like, maybe I will be. I don't. I have no idea. Oh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely Will Smith and Martin Lawrence from Bad Boys too. Just trying to. I mean, yeah. I don't I, think I'll be like that. I'm I, def- I don't think I'm, I'll do like the whole like. Yeah, you my little cousin still. I don't remember saying this. She goes, "Do you remember telling a guy that came over to our house for the pool, hang out the pool, that you don't, prefer, you aren't afraid to go back to prison?" <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I told him, I was like, scared the bleep out of him. He wouldn't call me back. I was like, I don't remember doing that, but that's funny. <laughs> Um. All right, let's take some text. 
Texture says, what are the chances that DJ Wagner sees this Bradshaw news and winds up transferring? Is there still a chance? Uh, uh, DJ Wagner update of the day. Could it be back before the summer's end? If there is. Wagner, DJ Wagner, I mean, DJ Wagner. The sports gods have never shown so much love on me since hiring, letting Jeff Brom return. If that happens, that would be so awesome. It would be incredible. What if Kentucky doesn't have enough players to fill the team? I mean, <laughs> they just walk-ons out there. Wagner, Wagner transfers here. They're like, cancel the season. We don't have enough guys. I mean, they bring, they bring walk-ons, right? They'd, they'd have like, they'd be like IU in, in Green's first year. Of all, Zan Payne transfers back to start. To play starting, at least. <laughs> He somehow is awesome. You know, they no, still beat us. I was going to say, <laughs> he's no, that's, 45 that's, against us. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We still lose the game. We, <laughs> we, they probably have more seats. They probably finished with more wins, too, than us. But, yeah, we probably don't we even. fire Kenny Payne after the game, after his son lights us up for 40. <laughs> Thank good Lord. This is summer radio. Aiden McCool goes there and drops another 20 on us. Oh, I love Aiden. Wearing 69. Uh, Texas, uh, this is the Plumlee Bro text for KRC. I know this is all assumption, but if Aaron Bradshaw does not, in fact, play a second at Kentucky, can we start talking about how disastrous the culture has been at Kentucky? Calipari butt slappers really didn't have a, don't have a rebuttal anymore. It's been a joke. It's falling apart. Rome is burning. <laughs> Rome is burning. Texas, any concerns Reeves has about his role here should be alleviated by that news. The, the Reeves stuff is super weird because he's – He's enrolled in classes at Illinois State, which is where he started his career. Like, I don't, the, the whole thing, but there's still a chance that he can come back to Kentucky, apparently. I don't, the whole thing is very odd. I mean, can he? I mean, he can, if he can go somewhere else, he can go back to Kentucky, right? Yeah, I, I think he's, but I, I mean, is that they're just, they're still trying to get him back. But is that really, I mean, are you, is that really a realistic dream, or is that, is, is this like, is in hindsight looking back from it as bad as us thinking LLS was actually going to come back? No, I, I mean, I don't know what you mean there. I mean, I mean, we thought Ellis was going to come back because he said he was going to come back. We knew he wasn't coming back. Well, I guess we just, I mean, I don't know. I just, it just seems like a, a pipe dream to have. Like, it's like me wishing I'm going to find true love or something. It's just not going to happen. I, I think most people were surprised that, that he was, I mean, I thought, I, I thought he was going to go pro. If he was going to go back to college, I would have banked on him coming back here. I, I was definitely surprised that he entered the portal. Texture says, name an idiosyncrasy that you could never change. Hmm. Like something that we do that is like an annoying or something? Like a little something that's particular to you that you you feel like you couldn't give up. Like a little just personal habit. I mean I don't know what I don't know what to be particular just to me. I mean, I bite my nails. That's that's I nice. bite my nails too. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm a nail biter. I feel like uh, there's I don't know if there's one that I just couldn't give up. Maybe I mean, it's something else we both share of being perverted weird out Yankovics to songs. I do make, 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 make I, change the lyrics of songs and a lot. Mine are always like really dirty. You should hear my "Wanna Be a Snowman" perverted version. It's it's, it's not safe for work. Um, I mean that's I do that, but I don't know. Like I don't know if that counts. Like what they're asking for, really. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I yeah, it's a good question. I'm a leg. I'm sure there's some. I'm a leg shaker, uh, but I think that's just from smokers being a smoker. What do you mean you're a leg shaker? Like like right now my leg is like shaking up and down. Like if oh. you. Like if you're sitting at a table with me, like I, you'll be well, like. That's not really an idiosyncrasy. That's just like a medical issue, or just a habit. Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't sure exactly what falls under the definition. Just something you need to get checked out, man. No, it's just because I want a cigarette. <laughs> Texture says, years ago, Coors was not sold east of the Mississippi River. People would drive to St. Louis to buy it and bring it back to Louisville. Yeah. 
That's like the. Uh, I mean, I never knew this until I saw Smoking the Bandit for the first time back in, I mean, maybe early 2000s when I first saw it. Great movie, by the way, if you haven't seen it. Have you seen Smoking the Bandit? No. Oh, it's making, it's, it's making the list. Oh, it's on the list. Oh, just 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 for just for uh, uh, Gleason alone, the Gle- which I mean, there's no way you can't you you came from your mama's loins. Now, I'm gonna, gonna go a- back home and I'm gonna smack her for giving birth to you. Okay. <laughs> Is that gonna be like Yingling? I feel like it was talked about in sort of the same way, where people would bring it back. People would take a vacation to Florida or South Carolina or whatever, and would bring back a bunch of Yingling. But probably, I guess. I mean, but of course, I don't know if it was technically illegal to, sell, but I guess it would have been because you're trans transporting beer across state lines, so that would be the legal part of it. But it was something about refrigeration that it wasn't sold like east of the Mississippi or east of Texas in general. Like I, I remember my mom telling me, she's like, "Yeah, it was like if you got a hold of some like when she was growing up, you got a hold of some cores, it was like amazingly considered like fancy." Hmm, interesting. I know. It's, I mean, it's yeah. Texas says I do not control anything when it comes to Aaron Bradshaw's injury. I'm going to get a little bit of joy out of this injury only because I know it pisses off angry guy. <laughs> He's been angry. We're up to 18 moves on your list, by the way. Oh, man. Texas says Josie Altador. What about him? Yeah, I wouldn't put him above Pulsic or, or Landon Donovan. I feel like he was – I know he played in some big clubs in Europe, and I feel like he was one of those guys that was everyone always thought he was just going to be I – mean, he was huge and crazy athletic – but he was never as good as people thought he was going to be. And again, soccer people, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. About well, that. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think his hype ever matched the other two I just mentioned either. Yeah, well, he was. I remember him being a big deal when he was first well, yeah. coming up. But he just never became what 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 people were, were talking about him potentially being. But he was also again. I just also think he wasn't as hyped as, especially Landon Donovan. I mean, I felt like Landon Donovan was as hyped as. I mean, not, not saying he wasn't still getting hype. It just one is still more than the other. Hmm. To me, I mean, I could be wrong. Now, Pulisic, the hype has definitely been like, like I, I, see, I, I don't really remember like land, hearing about Landon Donovan before he became a big deal. So I don't really remember the hype, but I do remember hearing a lot about Pulisic before yeah, he like, started up. doing stuff. Yeah, well, that was, I mean, the only other one that got as much hype as them two was probably Freddie Adu, and he didn't uh, do anything. Yeah, Freddie Adu was the he's the he was example. hugely hyped. Yeah, Texas, I think people need to realize, uh, including John Morant, that you can be punished for just being stupid. You can. I'm not saying you can't, but 25 games is a very excessive stupidity penalty, and my problem is it just it sets a precedent, and that's that that worries me in the future. Yeah, I mean, there's been no. I don't think pro sports leagues have ever cared about consistency when it comes to punishments. Like they'll, you know, they'll punish a guy for you know something like this, 25 games, and then there'll be a video of like a domestic assault. And they'll punish him for like ten. And you're like, well, how does that work? Well, ones that you're if you're comparing the NFL, I don't know if you're specifically speaking of Ray Rice, but I mean, ten games in NFL is a lot of games. But well, no, yeah. but I'm saying like in the same league, we'll suspend somebody for. Oh, I mean, I'm not comparing. I'm not going from league to league. No, I mean, but there have been cases where you're like, man, like this doesn't really seem like the like that should be worse than this. I mean, also, I mean, I don't know. It just does. Does it just somehow an embarrassment on the league? I mean, I think yeah. I mean, I think, think not nowhere near comparison of a domestic violence. I don't think so. I would but I mean, hope not. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I guess it's not he's using a gun. But I mean, just having a, a personal video at your own home with uh, would it may or may not be a legal weapon. I just don't know how that's an embarrassment. Texas Sats' best run was last year when we got hot right before Clemson. <laughs> it was either that or the the first year? 
I think those are the only two years we won eight games. Texas, I I feel I can feel Mike hating this hypothetical, and that was from early this segment. I don't even know what that hypothetical was. <laughs> I don't remember either. I don't either. Short-term memories of pain, people. <laughs> Texas says, "What was that?" I don't either. Racing Louisville Savannah DeMello selected to the U.S. World Cup roster. Look at that. All right, that's pretty cool. I mean, she was—I know she was the NWSL Player of the Month for May. She's had a big run for Racing Louisville, but very—I mean, Racing Louisville having a, uh, a woman on the national team would be a cool thing. We also had the Joshua Winder from Blue City, who's represented the the national team at the under twenty level, I think, recently. This is a Louisville native, right? Yeah, the guy who just signed the deal with Benfica yeah. or Benfico. Um, yeah, that's cool. For one point two million, look, look at Louisville, a little soccer city here. Rolling. I mean, Josh, Har- Josh Harlow played soccer, or he, Jack Harlow. He he did played for uh, for Atherton back buddy, in the day. Yeah, buddy of mine played with uh, played in the soccer club with him. I mean, they're still like they still play they have, like, a team at Mockingbird. They're probably there there all the time. They have like security there and stuff. It's yeah. Texas says that being bad threat is normal at this age. You got to set boundaries now and explain to her that that won't work. <laughs> If you don't, she just she'll just keep doing it. Well, we do, and she yeah, you got to set the well, but you got to keep your keep your stand. Consistency is key for sure. I agree. She still has a and try not. I know this is the hardest thing to ever do, but try not to giggle when they say something funny when they're being bad. Mary laughed when she said that this morning. She was in the other room, and it was. I was like, I'm glad she didn't hear that because you know that they they're going to pick up on that and they think that it's it's just funny to do. And somebody brings in this. I have not seen this New York Post story. I'm just now seeing the headline, and somebody said. That's a question. The headline from the New York Post is, My AI girlfriend saved my marriage. Most people don't think it's cheating. And then the texter says, Does having an AI side piece count as cheating? No. Is watching porn cheating? Is it? Is having a like having a sex doll cheating? But porn is one sided. Like they're not you're not interacting. Like they're not responding to Okay, you. what about like a fleshlight? Is that cheating? It's, I think it's still the, we're still it doesn't really change the conversation. Well, I mean, either way, you're masturbating. You're, I mean, is it cheating just to masturbate? Well, no. Like this is a again, this is like a conversation that they're having with like a artificial intelligence chatbot. Yeah, I mean, it's not a real person then. It's not. It's not like they're like even. I mean, is calling a, a 900 number cheating? I mean, I guess no. But it's, not, <laughs> it's an issue. I mean, I'm just, did you ever see the movie? I'm uh, just curious. I mean, I guess some people. Did you ever see the movie Her with Joaquin Phoenix? I think it was like in 2014. I've always kind of wanted to watch it. I never have. Which is basically the premise here. Like, yeah, it, I remember. I know. Yeah, he fell in love with the Siri or whatever. Yeah, it, yeah. Sometime not so in the future, he falls in love with his his processor. Um, and like at that point, like they talk about it's not like an, a total abnormal thing, and and. More people, more and more people are doing it. They're having relationships with their, you know, their, their computers essentially. And it, like it, it was a really, really good movie. It got weird at the, it, it got too weird at the end where it's, it was like, yeah, it's on a list of like I've always wanted to watch it, but for some reason I just can't make myself watch it. I liked it a lot, but it was, I feel like we're kind of heading in that direction now, where people are going to start dating system processors. And, and the other, stuff. the other movie, anything, anything Jordan Lovett, the Jordan uh, Levick guys in. Like I've all like he's in movies I always like intrigued intrigue me I want to watch but something about him annoys me and I don't want to watch him. Who the the guy from Thirty Rock, Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Yeah, he's yeah. not in this. I know, but some, okay. I'm just saying. You're just saying that just just yeah, just throwing it out there like just he, generally. He's in like Don Juan and five hundred fifty fifty and like uh, five hundred days of summer. I happen to notice all these were like on at the exact same time the other day. I liked five hundred days of summer, and all of them have like plots that intrigue me and I want to watch them. But for some reason, like he annoys me, so I can't make myself watch the movies. I don't know why. I don't know why, because I don't know why he annoys me. I think he's a good actor. 
Hmm. But something about him just irks me. I just want to like spit it on his face in the TV. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, and I don't want to do that because that doesn't leave a streak on the TV. I liked it. Right, I'm good with it. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, we got to give away these tickets for Sunday's Racing Louisville game. Okay. Here we go. Very simple. First person to correctly text in uh, to 502-414-1450. Name one South African professional golfer. <laughs> Anybody who's played on the tour at some point is a professional Rory golfer. Not one. <laughs> from South Africa. First person to correctly text in a South African golfer to 502-414-1450. You're getting two tickets to Sunday's Racing Louisville game out there at Lynn Family Stadium. Look, sometimes listening to the very end of the show pays off. I know people want it. You know, they're like, oh, they're just going to, they're just screwing around. They're not doing it. No, anything. we're reading text too at the end of the show. There we go. We got one. We already have a winner. Ernie Els is correct. Boom. Who was the golfer who passed away in the plane wreck? Uh, Payne Stewart. Okay. He was a good guy, though, right? I hated Payne Stewart. But did you hate him just because he won, or did you hate him because he was a D bag off? Okay. But I, look, I'm not saying that I'm happy he died. No, I, I was I, very sad to hear no, that he I, died. I, I appreciate you being honest and not just being like, oh, he passed so much, everybody loved him. I was now. not a, yeah. a, a fan. That's fine. No, I, that's okay. I, I couldn't remember. I just remember him wearing the goofy outfits. Right. He was known for wearing the yeah. the knickers, the, the, the pants that were rolled yeah. up, and yeah, that was kind of his thing. And now you've had, like, Ian Poulter does the thing where he dresses flamboyantly in all bright colors and weird outfits, kind of being, like, the new Payne Stewart. He joined, been, he joined Luke. That's been a long time. Wasn't he? he passed away in 2005, wasn't it? 2004? I want to say it was even earlier than that. Like I, I, I think I was at Pizza Box when I had but I could I remember, yeah. I think it was, I thought it was, like, early 2000s. But. 1999. Oh, was it that long? Oh, wow. Yeah. Because it wasn't oh, wow. that okay. long after he won. That's crazy. Uh, he won, like, PGA Championship or the U.S. Open? He won a big uh, tournament. He has like the famous pose where, like, he, yeah, it was like it was the same year he won the U.S. Open in '99 and then died, uh, which was oh, it's insane. A month after uh, the the American team rallied to win the Ryder Cup, and four months after his U.S. Open victory, he was killed in uh, yeah, their jet flying from his home in Orlando to Texas. Yeah, it was just a, like a little little two planer. Yeah, he was flying in for a tournament. Yeah, very sad. That isn't that's this. Wow, I ended up showing a downer for the week off. I'm sorry. On that note, I headed to vacation. <laughs> Do you consider watching porn cheating? <laughs> no. I, I had a girl that used to get mad at me. The girl I dated for the longest time, she hated it. And she can like I don't want to say she considered it cheating, but she like frowned a big time on it. Like she'd get so mad if she found out I watched porn. Which is probably like one of many reasons why that relationship didn't last. All right, we pick we, we always pick games <laughs> as we walk. So I'll be back on the radio. 10 days from now, Monday, whatever that date is, June 30th, June 29th. Sounds right to me. 26th. That sounds right to me. Where are the Reds in the National League Central standings when I come back on? Ooh, in 10 days. Now, who do you got in, this, in that span? Now, they're playing the Astros this weekend, which is not, not ideal. They do get the benefit of having the two teams in front of them play each other, so they're, they're guaranteed to get some losses there. They play the Rockies after that. And then the Braves coming up next weekend, so they will have played. They will, yeah, that's it's gonna Braves be tough. Are good. They will have played nine <laughs> games against the Strohs, the Rockies, and the Braves. The the Braves and the Rockies series are both at Great American, and then they play the Orioles after that. Yeah, I can tell you right now, the Orioles is not a fun team to play. I'm gonna say that they're. I think the Brewers are gonna retake control this weekend. I'm gonna say they're three back of the Brewers. I'm back on the radio. Still within striking distance. Still right there. You're going three back? Three back. I think they win one of t- three against the Strohs. We'll say two or three against the Rockies, and then, again, one of two against the Braves. Um, Staying at 500. Close to it. <laughs> I'm going to say 
You said Ellie's been struggling, right? Has no hits in the last three games. Ella, De La Cruz, Ellie, De La Cruz. Uh, I'm going. I'm going to see say three back. I'm going to say they're five and a half back. Okay, well, that's, uh, I think they take a little bit of slide. That's fine. Whatever. Wrong, but okay. Everyone have a fantastic <laughs> <Wrong>. weekend. <laughs> Everyone enjoy next week. I'll be back in ten days. Until then, go cards. Just be, be, be.